With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk right? Recorded live. To be renewed constantly. Renewing the mind is not a one-time process. Renewing the mind is an everyday process. It's not a one-time event, but it's an everyday process. And your body still needs to do the things it needs to do. But immediately, the day you got born again, your spirit, man, was changed. Now, in light of that, I want you to jot some of these things down. I want you to hear. I'm, I'm going to go straight to it now. All right? It, it's gonna, it may cause you to, 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 to do, do a little detoxing, but I'm going to go straight through it and just keep up. And you're going to be blessed. When you get born again, your spirit is sanctified and perfected forever. When you get born again, the part of you that got born again was your spirit. Your spirit was sanctified, which means separated from worldly things. Your spirit was sanctified and your spirit was perfected the day you got born again and it lasted forever. The Bible in Hebrews makes it clear that when you got born again, your spirit was sealed with the Holy Ghost. And sealed meaning it, keep, it, kept, it keeps all the good in and all the bad out. When you get born again, your spirit is sanctified and perfected forever. Now, since you are not saved by your own goodness, how many of you know you didn't get saved because of your goodness? How many of you agree with that? You did not get saved because you were good. You didn't get saved because of your own goodness. Now, since you are not saved by your own goodness, your lack of goodness can't unsave you. Did you get saved by your goodness? Did your, did your goodness have anything to do with your spirit getting born again? So if you didn't get saved by your goodness, your lack of goodness cannot unsave you. <laughs> if you confess faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're born again. How does a person get born again? I believe, that, I believe in Jesus. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth. And I'm born again. It don't take no, no five-hour confession to get born again. Lord, I believe. You're born again. You're born again. And if you confess faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are born again. So since faith is the issue, you, you, do people go to hell because of sin? Why do people eventually end up in hell? For rejecting Jesus, right? For not having faith in Jesus. So since faith is the issue, sin doesn't cause you to lose your salvation. Faith is the issue. Sin doesn't cause you to lose your, your salvation. Rejecting Jesus is the reason why people go to hell. Sin doesn't cause you to lose your salvation. Sin doesn't cause you to lose your salvation. Sin doesn't cause you to live, lose your salvation. Now, I am not any, in any way trying to, in this message, say to you, go on and sin. Because I'm going to continue to say, how can you? 
See, we assume when you get born again, sin is going to continue to increase in your life. We're not understanding that once you get born again, you lost that sin nature. Sin not going to be able to do what it used to do when you had the sin nature. So quit, stop assuming that now that I'm born again, I'm going to sin no more. And by hearing Pastor Bible say this, ooh, now I'm going to go sin the most. You ain't going to want to do the things. See, now that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, the things you used to do, you don't want to do no more. You're not made for that no more. All right? Now, someone might say, I believe if you sin, Brother Dollar, I believe if you sin, you lose your salvation. Now, for the most, most, most people that say that, what they're actually saying is, I believe if you do the big sin, you'll lose your salvation. Because I can show, I can show everybody in here, everybody, everybody, everybody in here. Do what you said will sin cause you to lose your salvation. I believe if, if you sin, Brother Dollar, you'll lose your salvation. You can't tell me that a person who's committed some grievous sin, you can't tell me that that person's going to go to heaven. You can't tell me they did a, a grievous sin, they're going to go to heaven. You remember that dude that was right by Jesus when Jesus was dying on the cross? You know why he was up there? That was a grievous sin. He was robbing, wasn't he? Two thieves, right? <laughs> and Jesus said to him, uh, you believe? He said, I believe. He says, this day are you with me in paradise. Okay, so what you gonna, what you going to do about that? The boy ain't had time to go to church. He ain't had time to pray. He didn't have time to tithe. He didn't have time to be good. He didn't have time to fix nothing that he did. And Jesus said, this day are you with me in paradise just because you believe. No, no, Brother Dollar, there's no way you can tell me that if you commit a grievous sin, that you can still go to heaven. <laughs> All right, now let's look at some things. James 4.17, now let's consider some things here about that statement. The statement that says, I believe if you sin, you're going to lose your salvation. And boy, if you do a grievous sin, you're absolutely going to lose your salvation. Well, now James 4.17, let's read it out loud together. He says, therefore... To him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him. So he says, when you know to do good and don't do it, it's sin. Uh, how many of you have been in that situation before? That's about everybody in here, right? Okay. Now, uh, let's look at uh, Romans 14, 23. Romans 14 and 23. And notice what he says in Romans 14 and verse 23. He says... And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is what? So that means when you doubt, that's not a faith. That means when you operate in fear, it's not a faith. That means when you do something and you're not fully confident about it, it's not a faith. How many, how many, how many, how many did that? I mean, have you ever, ever had problems doing that? Go raise your hand up. I got my hands up. Go raise your hands up. Yeah, there have been times where you didn't have full confidence. There have been times where, where, where you doubted some things. There have been times where you were operating in fear, fear of panic, fear that God wasn't going to come through and pay the bill, fear that God wasn't going to heal you. So that was done out of faith, and the Bible says that's sin. The problem with that is that the, the guy that makes this statement that I just made, 
he would have to categorize everything based on it being big sin and little sin. Listen to what I'm saying. Now, I haven't committed what's considered big sins, but like you, I have broken God's law. Yeah, I've broken God's law. In Romans 4.23 or James 4.17, I've broken God's law. Maybe it was an attitude issue or, or the way I spoke to somebody or the way I didn't speak to somebody. I've broken God's law. So what does the Bible have to say about that? James chapter 2 and verse 10. And in James chapter 2 verse 10, uh, he said, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of all. If you just offend in one point, you're guilty of all of it. So the law is like a plate glass. When I was a little boy, we were shooting a BB gun downstairs inside, and I was aiming at the box, and the, we put the box in front of the, the sliding glass. And I missed the box, and I hit the glass. Uh, see, I want you to understand that the law is like that glass. Whether it's a BB that went through the window or a big hard iron chair that went through the window. Size makes no difference. Why? Because the glass can't be patched. Now, as a little boy, I tried to patch it. I got some of that brown masking tape and put it on top of it, but eventually it was discovered. Huh? Size makes no difference because the glass can't be patched. It's broken and it must be replaced. It's broken and it must be replaced. So you violate one tiny commandment, one BB whole commandment, then you're guilty of breaking the whole thing. Doesn't matter if it's a big hole or a BB hole, it's broke and it must be replaced. Are you understand what I'm saying? I'm coming to this point where you and I both know that the Bible doesn't talk about big sins and little sins. God just calls it what? Sin. So people who say you have to be holy, Brother Dollar, you can't have sin in your life and still think you're saved. If the people that say that, they, in order to say that, they have to categorize it into big sin and little sin. In order to say that now, you have to be holy and you can't have sin in your life and still think you're saved. That means that nobody can still think them saved. If, if that's so, that's so for everybody on the planet. Let's, let me give you an example. Let's get, let's get a big sin, adultery. Okay, let's get a let's get a a, a, a so-called little sin, speeding. <laughs> See, you're laughing at that, but Romans chapter 13, verse 1 and 7 says and holds us responsible for keeping the laws of the land. And when you don't keep the laws of the land, you have sinned. So if the speed limit is 55 and you go 56, you have broken the law and you have sinned if, if, if before the eyes of God. So if the born-again believer who committed adultery and didn't confess it before dying goes straight to hell, then so does every believer who has ever gone 56 in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. Because in heaven, sin is sin. Now, if that were true, then 
nobody would make it to heaven. Why? Because we all come short and we fail in many different ways. Please look at that. We all come short and we fail in many different ways. See, you see the, you see the self-righteousness in the whole thing? We all come short and fail in many, everybody. We all come short and fail in many different ways. But because you don't, do the, you don't violate the Big Ten, so you want to be judgmental of somebody else. Yeah, I, 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 I went 56, but at least I didn't do that. Uh-oh, now you're in a worse position. Now you're self-righteous. Because self-righteousness wants to lift itself up above what somebody else does. And we all, ladies and gentlemen, we all come short and fall in many different ways. Many different ways. I don't know all of the ways, but many different ways. So don't put sin on different levels. The Bible doesn't do that. It's not scriptural. Sin is on the same level. Sin is sin. Now, if you can sin your salvation away, then the only way to heaven is to die immediately after being born again. If you can send your salvation away, then what needs to happen on church is when you come down here and get born again, we take you upstairs, you pray with the counselors, and they get you born again, then the, 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 the only way they can guarantee that you're going to go to heaven if sin causes you to lose your salvation is as soon as you get born again, blow your brains out. So we should have you going up live and coming out dead. That's the only guarantee that you can get to heaven. If sin, if sin is the cause of you losing your salvation, then that's the only way we can guarantee that. Are y'all seeing this? Since salvation, ladies and gentlemen, depends solely upon putting your faith in Jesus. Isn't that the truth? Putting your faith in Jesus and being born again, your sin doesn't affect your relationship with God. It will affect your relationship with other people, but it won't affect your relationship with God. Did you hear what I said? See, if you make a decision to sin, then it won't unravel your, your, your righteousness with God. If you, if, you, if you make a decision to sin, it won't cause God to not love you anymore. But it will unravel your life. And it will cause pressure in these relationships. <laughs> That's the Bible. And religion... Which is the reason why you're struggling right now with what I'm saying. Doesn't accept that. And so now I'm going to proceed to go in a place where no man has gone before. God fellowships with you based on your faith in Christ alone. He fellowships with you not because you're good, not because you deserve it, not because you all that. He only fellowships with us based on our faith in Christ alone. That's it. Take Jesus out of the picture, we got nothing. We got nothing. Now, again, people assume that when we get saved, that sin is going to continue to be an issue. So we keep having to ask our questions about, yeah, but what about sin? And do, can, you, can sin cause you to lose your salvation? We're not, we're not understanding what the Bible says. Look at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, 17. Now, now I want you to, I'm, I'm going to explain this. I'm not going to say one more time because I'm going to keep doing it because I love you. But I want you to see what he says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 
Uh, if, before you go there, before you go there, go to Romans 6, verse 1. Now, right now, everybody in this place should be thinking, well, Brother Dollar, based on what you're saying, shall I continue to sin just because I'm under grace? If, if, if you're not asking that question, if you've not asked that question, since I've been ministering on this subject of grace, I've been teaching it wrong. Because everybody should ask that question. In Romans chapter 6, this question was asked. What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? I'm telling you that you won't lose your salvation for sin. And there's some mind in here saying, well, I might as well go and sin since I'm not going to lose my salvation for sin. No, 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 no. No. That's not, that's not the issue at all. But that's how people hear it. You're saying sin won't cause me to lose my salvation? Well, hey, I might as well go and sin since I can't lose my salvation. No, no, you, you don't get it at all. The question, they ask the same situation. What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? All right, how did he answer it? Verse 2. God what? All right, now look at the next several words. He said, God forbid, verse 2, and watch this. He had these, these next three words. Watch this. How shall we? Did you see that? Paul was saying, no, God forbid, and then he says, how, how is this possible? How is what possible? How is it possible that you can continue in that, in that state of sin when you have lost the ability to do so? Now, here's what, here's what you need to know. When you got born into this world, when you were born into this world, you were born as a sinner. What makes you a sinner? Does sinning make you a sinner or does the nature of sin make you a sinner? It's this inner. See, what makes a racehorse a racehorse? His nature. What makes a mule a mule? His nature. All right? So if you take a mule with the, with the nature of a mule and treat him like a racehorse, put him behind the blocks by the gun, he's going to act like his nature, right? A mule. We were born with the nature of sin. The root of sin. The nature of sin. The root of sin, ladies and gentlemen. The root of sin produces the fruit of sin. Sinning is not possible without a root that produces that fruit or that action. Does everybody follow me? So without the sin nature, how can you continue to produce fruit when you don't have that same root? So the question is, do we have that same root? Well, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Paul says, how, how, how can you? You no longer have the equipment. How can you? All right, now, therefore, if any man be in Christ, how many of you are born again and in Christ? All right, say out loud, I'm in Christ. Say out loud, that's me. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? Say out loud, I'm a new creation. I'm a new creature. I'm a new species that's never existed before. The real you is a spirit. So the, the new you had to take place spirit deep, right? So you are a new creation. But what happened to old things? Old things did what? Somebody shout, they're dead. And behold, what happened to everything else? All things what? They, they, they became new because of what happened to the old. Okay, so what happened here? When you got born into this world, you were born with the sin nature. That root of sin nature can produce the fruit of sin. When you got born again, the old sin root was moved. It died. And it was replaced with the new creation root. 
Now that you have a new creation root, how can you continue to sin when you don't have the root that produced sin? What you now have is the root of the Spirit, which now will produce the fruit of the Spirit. So Paul said, how is that possible when you no longer have the equipment to keep sinning? You have the new creation that brings the fruit of the Spirit on your branch. Now your thinking is, yeah, I'm saved, but I still, you, you even just said I still sin. What's up? We got an issue. It's called the flesh. The flesh is going to be with you till Jesus comes. You're a free moral agent. You can either allow your new creation root to produce the fruit of the Spirit, or you can keep going back in your thinking to how it used to be. But here's one thing I promise you, that now that you're born again, before you got saved, party-hearted, loosey booty, do all the things you did, all right? You enjoyed yourself. But now that you're saved, try to do that now. It don't feel the same. Why? Because that same person no longer exists. You were made not for sin no more. If you can send away your salvation, then the only way to heaven is to die immediately after becoming born again. <laughs> your salvation depends solely upon putting your faith in the obedience of Jesus Christ. Now, in this product offer, Safe, Your Ultimate Security in Christ, I make the case for why your sin doesn't affect your relationship with God. Now, I'm not justifying sin, absolutely not. Sin is never going to be a good decision. Now, you may find this impossible to believe, but if you get this series of teachings, it will clear up all the misconceptions you have about losing your eternal salvation in Christ. Can you lose your salvation? In his four-message collection, Safe, Your Ultimate Security in Christ, Creflo Dollar gives you biblical insight into this controversial topic that will settle the debate once and for all. Request your copy of this enlightening teaching by calling or visiting us at CreflodollarMinistries.org and discover why you are eternally secure in grace. When you take a picture of your life, do you like what you see? Many people are dissatisfied when they take their selfie. They want to see an image of happiness and fulfillment, but they really see themselves as anything but that. In his new four-CD series, Healthy Selfie, Creflo Dollar reveals how God sees you. Does he see you as a dirty, stained prisoner? Maybe you feel this way sometimes. It's time to see what God sees. Order today and we'll also send you Creflo Dollar's two-part message, Receiving God's Best. His inspiring book, God Can Heal Your Feelings and his insightful teaching, Overcoming Performance Addiction, all for a specific gift to the ministry. Or for a love gift of any amount, we'll send you Receiving God's Best, which will lead you to a life of success as you learn to trust in Jesus. So when you take your next selfie, make sure you're looking through the lens of Christ. After getting this collection, the only image you'll see is a life of abundant blessings and joy in the Lord. Order today. You know, I believe that someone watching this broadcast today, that you're ready to give your heart to Jesus. You're ready to make the decision of a lifetime, and that's the decision to be saved. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe what his blood has done. I believe and accept him as my Lord and personal Savior. Save me. I thank you right now that I'm saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, 
I want to encourage you to find a church home right there in your community and to spend every moment you can studying God's Word and thanking Him for the forgiveness you have just been granted. God bless you, and congratulations. Enjoy your new walk with Jesus Christ, and I'll see you next time right here on the Changing Your World broadcast. When visiting New York and Atlanta, join Creflo Dollar at World Changers Church International. Service times are Saturdays at 6 p.m., Sundays at 10 a.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. For more information, visit us online at CreflodollarMinistries.org. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Your love and financial support make it possible for this broadcast to be seen and heard in multiple languages on six different continents. The Bible says in Psalms, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. For your donation of $150, the Word Network will send you this inspiring new study tool called the Subject Bible. Not available in stores, this Bible is unique. Bound in quality two-tone leather, it's divided into three sections. The first contains the entire King James translation in large print. The second is the entire Bible arranged by subjects and organized into over 4,000 topics. The third is an alphabetical index that lets you look up any subject and go directly to the page number where it appears. Also embossed on the cover is the logo, reminding you to pray for your Word Network daily. If you'll order right away, we'll also include a power publishing CD-ROM for your computer and a documentary called Martyrs, How the Bible Got Changed to English. Call 855-730-WORD and tell the prayer partner, please rush me the Word Network subject Bible today. That's 855-730-9673. I decree and I declare to you right now that this is a season that you will bear much fruit above. This is a season that you will push forth everything that's been on the inside of you. This is a season that you will break out and you will break forth. Coming up next on The Word Network, the largest African-American religious network in the world is inviting you to their first ever Word Network Partners Conference. Save the date and register today. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. Every single day, you can receive from the Word. If you don't understand, just say, Lord, just drop on purpose for me. He will do it. You can find one nourishment, one, one line. Look at the cross. When he's lifted up, he will draw all men. That's your church wolf right there. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna focus on 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 on. There is a, a, a dichotomy. Uh, we gotta understand in the in the oh, folks. Please come back to Jesus and the cross. We've forgotten our first love. That he loves us. Amen. Amen, people. How many can see Jesus in all these verses? Can you see his heart? You know, you're blessed if you see his heart. I, 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 I'm not too sure that everybody sees. But I can tell you this, the heart is hungry will see. Because I'll tell you something, God reveals himself to the humble in heart. And, and I'll tell you many times, people whose minds are carnal will see a heart God. If you are heart, you see a heart God. If you are demanding, you see a demanding God. If you are cruel, you see a cruel God. 
Bible says to the pure, he will show himself pure. To the forward, he will show himself forward. To the kind, he will show himself kind. To the merciful, he will show himself merciful. Let me say, how you see the Lord, folks, is what you become. Amen? I pray that you see Jesus in Boaz. Let's go on. We've got only a few verses left. Thank you, Jesus. And when she rose, she rose up to glean after the mealtime. Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let Steam ahead. I... <laughs> God is going to tear this city apart. And by the way, the God you're speaking about is not even their God. They don't worship him. They don't serve him. They don't seek him. They worship a female goddess that has nothing to do with Jehovah. I don't want you to change gods. I want you to go in there, your God against their God, and stand up against all of them and tell them, repent. Or in 40 days, the God you don't believe in is going to tear your city down. Has God ever sent you to do something that the odds were against you? <laughs> you were out of your comfort zone. You were out of your element. You, you had no leverage in this arena. The things that you were good at were not respected in this arena. And yet God sent you in there with a message that was objectionable at best. And you had to deliver the message on foot. A message with a time component attached to it. A message that gives you a certain time period to get things done. A message that you cannot be slack in delivering. A message that if you don't respond within a given period of time, there will be utter destruction. What do you do when the clock is ticking and you're running out of time and God has sent you and the odds are against you? It was against all of that that God sent Jonah to Nineveh. But that is not what really excited me about the story. What really excited me about the story is that the guy who is preaching in Nineveh today was in the belly of the fish a few days ago. And I am attracted to the text because I find the irony in the fact that Jonah is telling people to repent when he just got through repenting. <laughs> There is not much difference between the preacher and the pew. This is what people do not like to tell you. There is not much difference between the one talking and the one writing the notes. Jonah is asking people to repent, and he just got through repenting himself. Jonah is calling out that sins. It was a sin when you took the wrong boat, Jonah. But Jonah, oh my God, Jonah is not preaching in his name. He's preaching in the name of his God. And so God sends a sinner. <laughs> Let me go on and catch this plane. He sends a sinner after a sinner. <laughs> he sends a rebellious prophet to pronounce judgment on the rebellious city. And says to the prophet, I'm not going to let you go till you do what I said, even though you are infected with the very same.
same thing you are trying to cure, and I just met you out of the same mess you're into, I still send you and tell them what I said. I would have felt better about it if Jonah's sin had been a few years ago. You know how we feel better about sins when they get old. In church, you only give your testimony after it's old. You know, 20 years ago, God snatched me out. Bless God, hallelujah. I don't know where I'd be right now if the Lord hadn't snatched me out way back then when I was 13. But people don't want to hear. trouble myself. Yet God has sent me to this great and terrible city saying, repent! I would have thought that Jonah's guilt might have hindered him from preaching. No, 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 no. The guilt got swallowed by the gift. And out of his extreme giftedness, he functioned without regard for personal feelings or circumstance. In obedience, he cries out judgment against the city to which he had so much in common himself. Ironically, the vaccination, the cure, the serum, is often made from the same bacteria. There must be some kinship between the Redeemer and the redeemed. This is what drove God to come in the flesh in the form of Jesus because he needed to be kin to that that he sought to redeem or he would not be able Until you have been touched by the very thing you're trying to fix, you won't have the right perspective to be able to bring about a change. If you've never been down, if you've never been broke, if you've never been sick, if you've never been weak, if you've never been wrong, if you've never been crazy, you can't help people if you haven't been in a similar dilemma yourself. All of the real people look at somebody and say, I can help you. 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 I have been you. I can help you. I went through what you went through so I could help you. I now understand that some of my experiences were my training so I would be ready to be able to help you with your circumstance. I can be touched by how you feel because just yesterday I was you. Repent! somebody and tell them God to tear it down. Jonah comes into Nineveh and he begins to preach God will tear it down. 
He says, don't, don't fool with God. He'll tear it down. I'm a living witness that if you get crosswise with God, he'll tear it down. He said, a hurricane on a calm sea. When I got out of his will, God will tear it down. He shook up the whole boat. When I was trying to get away, God will tear it down. Don't play with God. God will tear it down. If God says in 40 days he will destroy the city, man, don't you see these wet clothes? I just stepped out of a hurricane myself. Don't play with God. God will tear it down. Slap your neighbor and say, God will tear it down. I'm a living witness. He'll tear it down. He'll tear it down if he has to break you down. He'll tear it down if he has to shake up the entire office. Shut down the company. Tear down the highway. God will shut it down. Don't ignore God. God will shut it down. Don't go in your own way. God will shut it down. Don't resist him with foolish pride. God will shut it down. Somebody who almost look at somebody and say, don't play with him, he'll shut it down. I mean somebody that God shook out of some real mess. Tell your neighbor, don't, don't do that, he'll shut it down. If he says he'll swallow up the city, he'll swallow up the city. If he says not one stone will be left standing upon another, he'll topple the whole temple and tear it down. If he says he'll strike you with leprosy, he'll strike you with leprosy while you're walking on your feet. If he says he'll turn the water bitter, every time you take a drink, you'll drink poison. If he says I'm going to kill you, he'll send serpents and snakes. He'll send frogs and flies. He'll send boils and affliction. You don't want to fool with this God. This God is awesome. This God is terrible. This God shakes his hands and the earth moves. This God is God all by himself. He doesn't meet with anybody. He has no committee. He has no board. He has no Supreme Court. If he gets ready to swallow you up, fire will come out of his nostril. Don't play with him. He will shut it down. Listen, tell Nineveh. They have 40 days to get this together. I want you to touch everybody you can reach and tell them you got 40 days to get yourself together. You got 40 days to surrender. You got 40 days to give up the world. You got 40 days to submit to my purpose. You got 40 days to come out with your hands up. You got 40 days to throw your pistols out and surrender. You got 40 days to fall on your face. You got 40 days to acknowledge that I am your God. You are not your own. You got 40 days. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. I asked the Lord, why do you want me to preach this this morning? He said, because somebody in the house is going to understand you were headed for destruction. The odds were against you. You should have been destroyed. By now, you would be dead. But when the enemy came in like a flood, I sent my spirit Before I die in a cage, I want to run in the wild. To understand what it is to be a pastor. They can hear the life-changing message that, uh, and the education. You're frustrated about something that's just an incubator 
to take you to the next dimension. Now we're going to grow and go to global missions. No more limits, no more boundaries. To register for this international gathering, visit postersandleaders.org or call 1-800-BISHOP-2. If we could see into heaven, the archangel of justice has drawn his sword. The sword of judgment has been extended over Nineveh. In 40 days, God will tell the angels, thrust in that sickle and reap the harvest. For the harvest of Nineveh is great. 40 days and total destruction will come. 40 days and I will take revenge against what you did against my children. 40 days, and I will settle the score on your debauchery. 40 days, and I will annihilate everything you own and everything you built. I will crush your waterways. I will block up your streets. I will shut down your systems. I will kill your crops. I will destroy your cattle. I will even kill your children. I will wipe the memory of you out of the earth. You've got 40 days. And I am so angry with you that I can use this scumbag preacher because it don't matter what I use. It matters that I tell you I'm coming to get you. You've got 40 days. I couldn't let him get out of it because I wouldn't be just if I didn't warn you. This is your last warning. Get yourself together and do it now. your God, but I am the God of your God. I am the King of your King. I am the Lord of your Lords. I am the absolute and the sovereign one. And whether you've been praying to me or not, when it's all said and done, my will. Will be done. Jonah preached it. He preached it with fire. He preached it with passion. He preached it with conviction. He didn't lack of knowing. You're going to die. And all of your children and all of your cattle and all of your property, can't you see, walking down the street, every last one of you is going to be totally destroyed. Mr. Banker, run the company while you can because the entire bank is going down. The bakery will be shut down too. All the pavement is going to stop and the lights that are shining in your street, they're going out. There will be no water to drink. Everything he saw, he cursed it. And then he found him a comfortable place and waited to see his prophecy come to pass. Isn't it funny how people will wait to see destruction hit your life? 
weight, but he got him a position and moved everything around where he could see real good. And he said, I'm going to check this thing out. Everything is about to come down. He got everything comfortable and everything ready to watch God destroy Nineveh. But there was a problem. Because Nineveh tripped the switch of grace. Nineveh said, every farmer, stop feeding the flock. Don't feed the dogs, don't feed the fish, don't feed the goldfish. There will be no feeding of chickens. The chickens will go without food. The children will have no lunch money. The women will not eat, neither will the men. Every living thing in the city of Nineveh fell on its face before God. And when they fell on their face before God, they hit God's weak spot. You see, God has a weakness that if a man repents, God will repent of the evil that he thought to do to that man. And the angel was standing there ready to destroy. But every time he got ready to thrust this sickle, you could hear the crying in the streets. The chickens were pecking in the streets. The hens stopped laying eggs. <laughs> the pigs stopped laying in swap. The cows stopped giving milk. The babies started crying before God. The women fell prostrate in the floor. And I heard God say, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. What I want you to understand is that Jonah was waiting for the city to cave in. Now, when I got in the Nineveh, it was on this date, and the exit date, exit date, exit date, exit date, exit date, exit date. 30 days, nothing happened. 31 days, nothing, 32. All right, okay, you're going to play it down the last minute. 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39. Okay, this is the day, this is the day. It's one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. About nine o'clock, it started getting on his nerves. He said, see, that's why I didn't want to go down there in the first place. Because I knew that if I went down there and preached, and they messed around and repented, I knew that you were so full of mercy. That's why I don't like to work for you in the first place. Why would you send me down there to curse a city that you expected to save? I thought you said you were 
going to destroy the city. And God said, when they repented, I would have been dead, but God. 
I'm out of time. I've got to stop it. But I think this word is so powerful and so relevant and so necessary. Lean on God for his will and his understanding. And don't trust the way you look at things, but trust the way that God looks at things. I want to pray for you. You might be in a struggle right now, but let me tell you, you're not in it by yourself. Greater is he that's in you than he that's after you. Remember that. Father, I thank you that your grace is sufficient for whatever we face. I thank you for being the God that's more than enough. I thank you for being Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and the first and the last. I thank you for being the orchestrator of the affairs of men, and I thank you because ain't nobody in charge but you. You're God all by yourself. Have your way. Bless your people. Do what you do best in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, God, I'm fired up for you, and I believe God for the best in your life. Write me. Tweet me. Get on Facebook, Instagram. I'm there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm old, but I'm in, I'm in the mix. I'm on there. I'm looking right at you. Let me hear from you if you've been blessed. It does my heart real good. Take care. Christ came so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The mystery and the majesty is that you don't have to work for this. God's provision is never limited. Your river is dried up, but God said, I already got a plan for you. I already have made provisions for you. Remember, you can receive all that God has in store for you. For your gift of any size, you will receive Feed What Feeds You on CD when you visit our website or call 1-800-BISHOP-2. I'm going to bless you according to your appetite. Let me find somebody that's hungry for what I for your gift of $70 or more, you'll receive abundant supply on DVD. Whatever little bit you got, you need to use it and let God open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. However, when your gift is $125 or more, you will receive abundant supply on DVD, a blessed mug, and no card set. I refuse existence. I will not just exist. I will live. I didn't come to make you religious. Plentiful blessings await you today, and God will provide in abundant supply. One change. Most people spend all of their lives never making any changes. They get up out of the bed every day to see what's going to happen. They don't understand that you control what happens next. Your destiny, don't clap, listen. Your destiny is in your next decision. You are saying it's up to God. God is saying it's up to you. of your destiny. Doug Y shares the keys to getting out of the prison of addiction. Unjoni. Daystar presents inspirational entertainment for the whole family with Daystar's Movie of the Week. Tune in every Saturday for thought-provoking dramas. That's why we're all there. 
Because we know we can't make it alone. Tales of survival. I know she's in trouble. Or stories from the heart. I would not be Movies that up. entertain and inspire. Daystar's Movie of the Week. Airing two times each and every Saturday. Only on Daystar.
Yellow, 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 yellow. Good morning. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How you doing? I'm good, dear. How are you? I cannot complain. It's snowing on snowing in the ATL. <laughs> I'm gonna shut down, but I'm going on. I'm gonna go on in. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Good morning. Good morning. It's snowing there, out there? No, not yet. But it's you know. Sleeping. It's coming. It's coming, boo. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's sleeping, but that's all right. I'm I'm on the island for what ministry this morning. Do <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. So what? what's that? I said, why you do that stuff? Just throw them wrinkly things on. Boy, that's you, what I'm saying. Let me tell you something. I'm the type of person when I wash clothes and dry them, I don't hang them up and fold them or put them in the well, box. Not right like now. that. I take them, I throw them on the other side of the bed. So I sleep so long, my clothes sleeps with me. So I just put them out the bed. I can't stand hanging. I did clean up last night, though, y'all. I cleaned up my clothes. Yeah, I did. I hung them up last night. But the wrinkles had settled in. <laughs> and I even was smart this morning. I got up and I cleaned the kitchen. I just got through mopping the floors and stuff. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do y'all need me to come and do some housework? Yeah, three zero two six Destin Circle. <laughs> Who was that? Who said that? Well, the address. Me. Uh, no, I don't need the address no more, boo. I got that. I got it. Got it. It's all recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, baby. Anytime, you know. I got well. I have a Molly. I'm sorry, Molly's my, clean for me. My mom's not feeling very well. In fact, she didn't oh, wow. to bed. You know, when she's sick, at the whole house don't eat. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. That means you sick too, cause you ain't gonna eat that boo. <laughs> it was fine because we had a retirement celebration after work yesterday. Oh, who retired? Uh, this lady, Mrs. Stubbs, after 26 years, she's really not wow. Good. And um, she's just going on. She says she can't take it anymore. She's leaving in the middle of the year. Oh, she can't take it anymore, meaning what? Y'all she feel like that? Well, you know, the mannerism of the parents, the children. And, and change. And frustration with children. Plus and the change. Has, she has two sets of children, some that are grown. Okay. Then she turned around and had another set of kids who are autistic. Well, they have special needs. Needs. They're mm-hmm. twins. Wow. And so... They are a handful for her. Is she done? Yeah. Her done done is been cooked, burnt on the end. Flip her over, stick a fork <laughs> in it, turn the oven off. Okay. You can let charcoals burn out. No more barbecuing. She's going to milk without a barbecue, right. Okay. So She's going to miss it in a minute. She'll miss it in a minute, though. It's yeah, I'm sure she is. You can I want to substitute it. for now. I'm going to be substitute. <laughs> Yeah, so she's going home, and um, then we had another one who got a promotion. She's going to another school district. Well, y'all had parties party then. Yeah, so I ate real well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so if mother don't cook, you still going to be going to look good. Oh, babe, when I got home, the stomach was on swole. It was bigger than wow. Sam's. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh God! Mm-mm-mm. Well, good morning, Samuel. Oh, how are you doing? I'm doing good, sir. And how are you? I don't know right now. I'm in the iron ministry. I hate this. I can't get the iron, the wrinkles out of these blue jeans. You need to get that starch, boo. Baby, I got starch. it on. The starch ain't helping. Sizzling magic. <laughs> what was the kind we used to mix that used to be blue? Argo. Used to mix it with water. No. Yes, that's the what Argo liquid. 
That was the best time. And I see, I got something in my pantry right now. I see it in the store. So, oh, I'm going to eat that. I'm going to eat that right now. You eat it? <laughs> I got such they call sugar, sweetheart. Huh? They call sugar to increase. Well, I ain't eating it today. Or I got it. I said I was going to eat it when I bought it. It was $1.26 a bar, so I'm going to get this right here. I haven't so seen it in years. I have it in my pantry. I bought it from the store. As a matter of fact, I bought it, like, last year, by November or December. November. I was like, I'm going to eat this right here. <laughs> We used to eat starch in our, in our younger days, younger days. When I saw it, I got excited, but just like look, red mud. Look, but, uh, I, was, I was thinking about my dad. I said, I know swollen there about to die. <laughs> <laughs> you better get your dad some eggs and bacon. Baby, please. Whenever my mom sick, he don't care. But I know he may. <laughs> he don't well, care about eating. He, when she don't eat, he don't, if she's sick, he won't eat. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He can stand wow. on his three pounds. You know what leave that alone. Anybody stand five foot six and weigh about two hundred and sixty five pounds can reduce down. Well well don't talk about us. <coughs> don't talk about us. <coughs> don't talk about us. <coughs> because you a buck twenty five soaking wet, don't be talking about us. Oh no, 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 what oh. you missed it. The doctor said I gained eight pounds. Well two 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 thirty three. One thirty three soaking wet. Don't no. talk about us. No, 156, sweet. 156. Ooh, it Lord. Still don't talk about us. Me and Daddy, we roll like that, honey. And we tell we can afford to lose nothing. You know, I'm After trying to go we on. got, we gained. I'm trying to go on eating this <laughs> so that I can um be swole so when I see Sam them, he be like, ooh, you fat. I want somebody to say. Oh, my God. Keep on eating this. <laughs> <laughs> Who all on the call this morning, Brother Fartley? I have no idea, Brother Richardson. How's your dad? Did he come home? Yeah, he got home last night about five something. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That is good. Everything went well for you downtown? Uh, Yeah, actually, yeah, they gave me a little bit more time than I, I thought. So I'm, I'm, that actually went kind of well. Normally I've been getting 30 days to come back. They gave me to June this time. So I'm like, okay, I might actually get something done this time. Well, you know what? Good things come to those who wait and press. <laughs> well, we gonna wait on the Lord. See, the Lord That's is right. Lord's time. God, he's moving. His hand is moving, baby. <laughs> Do you hear me? His hand is moving. It's a beautiful thing to watch it move on somebody Ooh, in somebody's yes, life. Yes, yes. You know, you know that it gives you hope. That capital H in hope. <laughs> okay. So I love, I love to see that. I love to see it. Yes, yes. Um, I, 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 I got bit this morning. Um, we all got I, I read uh, Rick Warren's message. Um, this morning I got bit. I said, ouch, ouch, ouch. Um, distra- it was kind of distractions keeping from hearing God. Ooh. Distractions. What? Keep you from hearing from God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I was an ouch. We, it says, do. weed out distractions so you can hear from God. I said, oh, Lord, I'm must... and, and I'll read that in a minute once we go through our um, opening prayer office. <laughs> well, go on, open us up, woman. So I, I like awesome opening. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, dear most heavenly God, I have a Bible for your throne of grace and mercy today. The day that we have never seen before. I thank you 
Thank you for our eyes opening to the morning by morning new mercies we see. God, I thank you for the breath of life that you put in each and every one of us today to worship you in spirit and in truth with the zeal that we have awakened to, to look for you today. Thank you, God, for, for, for traveling grace and mercy for everyone under the sound of my voice and the ones who are not on the sound of my voice. Give them traveling grace and mercy, your children. Keep your loving around, arms around each and every one of us as we travel this journey with you, going through our trials that's only making us strong. We thank you for being in the midst of those trials and watching your, and, and pray without ceasing so your hand can continue to move in our lives. And God, as the words, the prayers, and the praise be brought forth, God, I pray that it's heard throughout heaven and sky and the angels continue and you rejoice and be glad in what we're doing down here so that when we come to your, to your, to come home, we can hear those old gracious and wonderful words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. God, I thank you for letting me lift up this prayer this morning. In Jesus' master's name, I surrender it all. And I say amen. Amen. Um, when, I, when I read that, this lesson about four this morning, four, 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 <laughs> it says weed out distractions so you can hear God. It's come from Luke 8, 14. The New, Living, the New International Version said, The seed that fell among the thorny weeds is like those who hear God's teaching, but they let the worries, riches, and pleasures of this life Keep them from growing and producing good fruit. God wants to speak to you, but first you must eliminate the distractions so that you can hear from him. You can't hear God when your mind is crowded with worries, your plans, your activities. You can't hear God when your mind is filled with TV, the Internet, and your cell phone. For many of us, there is too much noise going on for us to hear from God. This, this is the soil, soil with weeds. In Luke 8, 7, Jesus said, Other seeds fell in the weeds. The weeds grew with it and strangled it. Notice that the seed does not does get to sprout and actually start growing. But after a while, the weeds choke it so it never bears fruit. In verse 14, Jesus explained the meaning. The, meaning, the seed that fell among the thorny weed is like those who hear God's teaching, but they let the worries, riches, or pleasure of this life keep them from growing and producing fruit. One of the biggest distractions that keep us from hearing from God is busyness. A lot of people confuse activity with productivity, but these are not the same. You can, always, you can be always on the go but still going in circles. If you're, you're always busy but not really making any progress, then you won't be any, be, then there won't be any fruit in your life. There are three common weeds that tend to choke out, choke God out of your life. The first is worry. The word worry means pulled in different directions. You forget God because you're filled with anxiety and stretched to the limit. The second is riches. You can be so busy making money that you forget God. You put in a full day's work, come home exhausted, and then get up the next morning and do it again. You're so busy making a living that you're not making a life with God. The third is pleasure. What's wrong with pleasure? 
nothing except when you're so busy pursuing fun that you forget God. There's a lot of different kinds of weeds. A weed is anything that you're allowed to take first place in your life instead of God. A weed is anything you're allowed to choke God out of your schedule. How much effort does it take to grow weeds? None. Weeds are a sign of neglect. Whenever you neglect time with God and your small and your small group, guess what? Weeds are gr- are going to grow in your life. It may not be it may not be these three, but there will be some. They're going to grow up and strangle the spiritual out of life out of you. God is trying to make contact with you. If you get a busy signal, you got to be proactive and eliminate the weeds in your life so that God can speak to you and produce fruit in your life. Amen, amen, amen. Are we weeding out distractions so we can hear God? Sometimes the life circumstances that we're put in, the situations that people places us in, we should not, we should not let that block us. Like the example that I love to use of Peter on the wall, keep your eyes on God. You have to worry about nothing else but God. Focusing. Refocusing. And that's what I got out of the lesson. He stepped on my toe because in, in, in my walk, we don't have those, those situations and circumstances that cause us to stumble but not fall. Be unbalanced, off balance a little bit. But once we start to learn and grow and have that relationship with God, we can stump these weeds out. We all are doing it right now in our city. We're giving more to God. Well, I'm going to raise my hand. I'm giving more to him than I ever gave give to him in my life circumstances. Maria, you have a headache yesterday. Oh, Sunday I had a headache. The lady said, you want to add bill? I said, no, I'm giving it to God. Because I know he's working remove remove this headache, you know, uh, uh, a pain in your back. You get that pain to God, even though we gotta take we take medicines that man have described for us, subscribe to us, man subscribe to deceiving man. But we take them because we we think that it's gonna make us feel better. But first, have we given the healing to God? The pain of the heart, the heartache, the pain of 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 of, of friends being. Backstabbers, the pain of anything in your life that causes it. It doesn't have to be the money, hungriness, and all the three, the three things that were spoke of in this lesson, in this devotional. <laughs> Different circumstances and worration, like worration, worry, worration, and, and fear, all those weeds that's taking us from being fruitful. That's what I got from the lesson. Amen. <laughs> Whew, that's what I got. It's stepping on my toe a little bit because, you know, we do let, like I said, we do let certain things, certain people, certain circumstances, certain situations cause us to, and that's carnality. We just got to pull, we got to pull back from carnality and, and introduce, give it to God and let him take control, the spirit man, and find peace in it. If anybody want to interject, you can. <laughs> So that was a good lesson for me. That was a devotion for the day for me. I don't know about anybody else, but. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm here, woman. 
Oh, oh don't you reach on here, woman. Did I did I step on your toe for a minute? I'm sorry. I ain't got no toes. Oh, my, wow. <laughs> Remember, I ain't human now. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I mean, I mean, distraction. I mean, sometimes, you know what, I honestly think that sometimes distraction is a test just to see what you're going to do. If you're saying I'm sold out for God, I'm going to do my daddy, be you know, an humble servant, do what I'm supposed to do, serve, serve, serve my God. Are you truly sold out, my daughter, my son? Let me put, let me sprinkle this right here on you right quick. It could be a test. You know, some people always say the devil did the devil that. No. <laughs> it could be a test. You know, the test is that Job was tested so then this guy said, Satan asked God, can he let him let him use let him test him? Just as soon as you 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 know, just as soon as we give our life to Christ, here comes the devil. Let me let me let me test him. Let me you know. Asking God, let me test your daughter, your son. With this circumstance or, or even the situation that we put ourselves in. You know, we put ourselves in them. You know. Because of man, the flesh. Distraction. Anything to take you from God. I was telling Erica last night, I said, um, she was telling me that they moved her meeting. And I'm not sure if she's on the phone or not. But I was telling her, I said, now is the time to stand boldly and, and let the others that are around you, if they're going to call, go, go this far to call this meeting, to call somebody from the EAP to come in to have a meeting with her department, then it's time to take the gloves off and become naked and get this burden off your this eight year burden off your shoulders. Stand boldly, speak. You know, because people only see what somebody's feeding them. Not to say the table to turn the table, but just be open to get that release, that 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 burden off your shoulder. Because if they're gonna do all of that then why hold and harbor things that you've been holding and harbor for eight years? You know, so I mean, release your, release that. And of course, I told her to pray about it and be, be um, not being subordinate, but be tactful, open, honest, hold back the tears, stand firmly. If they want to call this kind of session, how can you be a, a a group of people coming together to try to iron out differences when the, when the, there's a big elephant in the room and you haven't put it on the table? You know? Distractions. They want to keep her out of being who God's calling her to be. That's a distraction. Using her as an example, I love you, Eric. That's a distraction right there. Like the nose over her face, that's a distraction. She said, why are you and Sam talking the same language? Be bold. I said, because it couldn't be me, because I'll be all, I will be, I'll be, putting, I'll be negative for everybody. Because everything that I had been doing for eight years, and, and I and see like I wasn't doing it right, I, I'm still here. I will just, hmm. 
all distractions can, can hinder us from hearing for what God wants us to do. That's why we have to put it into practice to keep everything open, keep everything, the peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. We have to really give it to him and leave it there because all of the, no, oh, the bill, the light bill, this, that, and the other, oh, yeah, it's there. If you're going to pay it or don't, I don't have any life. You know, those things, those little, little snippets there, you're going to pay, you have to do something. You can't worry about it. If you ain't got it, pay what you can make or do your juggling. Call somebody. What can I do to keep these on? Make things happen. And not just sit there and say, oh, well, I'm worried. You know. I was telling my husband, my husband, I'm going to say Erica, that I told him, I said, he called me and said he's scared and he's worried. And I said, when you give it to God, give that worry and that fear to God. And find and seek peace through Him, because there ain't nothing that's going to go on in your life as far as your illness concerned that you cannot change unless you go unless you go to the Father before the help that you need, because you're gonna have that peace and that worry, that pain and that fear and that worry gonna eat at your core. Seek peace, lay it at His altar. Give it to him and leave it there. Because there's nothing that you can do because what God has for you is for you. But you have to know that he's going to bring you out and, 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 and find peace in it. And I dropped that nugget again, Sam. That was a nugget again. Fear not. Fear not. Easier said than done, Marie. I said practice it. Practice. Continue to practice and, 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 and make it habitual. Make it a habit. Keep asking and giving. He's going to receive and give it back to you. <laughs> He's going to give it right back to you. And that's all, that's all I have for today, other than my prayer for the sick and shedding. You sure? I mean, you know, you normally be cutting or stopping about five or six times. You know what? I'm going to, you know what? <laughs> I ain't saying not another word. But yeah, I'm, I do my stick of shedding when I get close to the dog. Did I say too much? <laughs> so, um, uh, you good. And they're 68, 
Are you willing to pay the price to be right? Oh, Jesus. Oh. Mm. That's what it's baby. Mm-hmm. So we talk about, you know, you want to pay the cost to be the boss. All right. You want to pay the price to be right. Sometimes we have to. We have to. You know, he went to the cross. Regardless of that, and when you said that, you wouldn't pay the price. In some form or fashion, you're going to pay it anyway. Oh, 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 no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and understand what I'm saying. Are you, and and it, you're going to pay it anyway. Mm. He, he hung there and died for our sins, but yet still, we had in the world making choices. Mm. <laughs> we making those choices. <laughs> And every time we make a choice, that's an action for the choices that we make or circumstances that we put, we put ourselves in. So we're paying for the price of our choices. <laughs> and not choice choosing. Because sometimes God will put you in a place where you have no choice but to choose. Boy, mm. you better sit down somewhere. <laughs> Am I paying the price for what? <laughs> What's the question again? <laughs> are you saying uh, are we willing to pay the price to be right? Okay, even in the price of in the price to be right, we're gonna be paid. Yes. I was looking at the fact of are we willing to pay? When he said that, thing came to my mind of are you willing to pay the price to be righteous? Oh, oh, come on! Oh, Lord, have mercy. Will of God, because you know when we start walking this Christian walk and doing and operating in the will of God, a lot of things are gonna fall by the wayside and fall by We're gonna lose some friends. We're gonna lose some family members. We might even lose some of our. We probably even lose our mind to a certain degree. But mm. righteousness, mm. holiness is the way. It's the way. That's the right choice, though. Mm. The right <laughs> choice. But are you willing to let those people go? Mm. Well, see, the thing is, they don't have any choice because when you choose the right path, they're either going to sink or swim. Because mm. they're going to try to come in, they're going to try to come in and seek, seek, steal, and destroy because they know the old you. Mm. And then they're going to, and when they realize that you ain't bending and swaying, they're going to run anyway. They're going to, they're going to be just like them wheat sifted out. They're going to be sifted out from your life like wheat because you're going to change your people. And again, you're going to look at the fact when you do that walk of mm. being righteous. You face, you you're going to face persecution. Shut up. You're gonna face when. ridicule. I remember when. You used to. <laughs> exactly. Did you catch that word used to? That's the opposite word when I used to. Used to the word used to. Change. You ain't changed a bit. You ain't. You still the same old, same old. That's what your eyes see. But 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 evidently, but I'm not, my mind Jesus. Jesus. renewed. 
No, I'm going to get out because he said we got to, you know, he finds a way to try and come at you and stuff like that. Yeah, he said I got one. He told me to rest, and I'm resting. <laughs> Go ahead and rest. Jesus. You, you said and 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 one thing that I'm beginning to find more and more and more throughout the Word of God, through a lot of these people who have written a lot of these books, even mm-hmm. the books coming out now, a lot of these people have carried or are carrying afflictions that they're dealing with on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Got it, and they tap into God to get beyond that affliction. Mm-mm. Then letting, and matter of fact. You know, sometimes if they didn't tell you, you wouldn't know. Or sometimes it's Evan, and you know this man that the, the book we're coming out now, talking about how he was he was sickly all his life, and mm. and it seems to be contrary to mm. what we think of of God as working in our lives, and even mm. in His Word when He said He was bruised for our iniquities. Iniquities. And how healing is in the word of God. So, so, well, wait a minute. That seems contradictory. Some of the people who are making a dent mm-hmm. in the body mm-hmm. of Christ. Some of the people who are making great strides, great leaps of faith in the body of Christ. I even listened to somebody talking about the other day about Smith Wigglesworth, and, and I've read some of this. We've had some of the stuff on the line, how he suffered from kidney stones. A lot of times after he get out of a service, he praying, praying for people, laying hands on people, and they're getting healing. Then he would go in his own room and lay on the floor and cry and moan because the kidney stones are so great. So, 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 so again, but is it contradictory to, to the Word of God because the Word of God teaches you healing? The Word of God teaches you mm, how, how to tap into that. But then again, like you said, we got to go to Jesus. We we got mm. to go to what he did and how he walked and how he suffered. Mm. How he walked, how he lived. Look at the, he says he was a man acquainted with griefs. Wow. Amen. Mm. Mm. Acquainted. <laughs> Acquainted. That means, oh yeah, what's up, Grace? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's... how you doing? Welcome, welcome again. Come on back. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, that was his. That was his partner. Oh yeah, he coming. Because grief was not going anywhere. You know why? Because it was grief is on assignment. Mm. Mm. I got to All tear right. him down. I got to stop him. <laughs> Long suffering was on assignment. No, he. Mm. He making me mad. He pissing me off because he, he coming into enemy territory with boldness, with expectation. Shit, of course, they had Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And it, and it makes the enemy mad when you look at him in the face and say, back down in the name of Jesus. It looks makes the enemy mad when you say, I don't care what you're trying to do. I'm going to tell you what the word says, and you're going to obey. Mm. All right, now. <laughs> you know, and, and see, I got to go there now. I got, I'm about to get a little personal. See, yesterday, you know, a lot of you know people always how it's going, what's going on, and I, and I tell them, I may may not tell them. Actually, people tell me, you know, I know learn more about you on the prayer line than I do in your conversation. But it was so funny last night when my father came in here. Now he walked through the door. I smiled, nodded my head, kept doing what I had to do. But you know, I had an expectation for him to walk through that door. I had an expectation for that word to work. And mm, I was, I was, I was doing what God called me to do. 
I was standing where God called me to stand. And I and I told you before that even when I pulled that off of him, the enemy came and stabbed me in my back. I said, okay, you want to play? I went and got the word. I didn't grab into me. I went and got the word and said, nah, you want to play with the word? Because, yeah. see, the enemy can and will defeat me, but he can't do nothing about that word that's inside of me. Okay. He can't do nothing about that word that God has given us to fight with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Again, I'm asking you, are you willing to pay the price to be right when everybody's going to say you're crazy, you're confused, or you off on a tangent until they need you? Oh, yeah. Until they need that word that's inside of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, until, yeah. until all hell is broken loose and now they crabbing for straws. Yeah. Then they're going to come to you. <laughs> Jesus. And you just recognize, oh, okay. Like, like, Aaron, like Aaron, I laughed at her because she said she is trying to run away, trying to get out of town or go let her hair down. Yeah, and then God gives her an assignment here, minister to this person. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get a break. Yeah, you got one here. Here's your break. Why you on your break here? Minister to this person because they need it. Mm. Because right. what I'm building inside of you, somebody else needs. Oh, yeah. So then your perspective begins to change. Your understanding begins to change. Your walk begins to change because it's no longer centered or focused on you or what you right, are, need to be doing or who you are. It's centered on what God has for you to do, who you are in Christ Jesus. Daddy God, what is my assignment? All right. See, see, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I told Erica this morning, see, I listen to people say, yeah, I woke up on the bed, it's a good day, and I'm glad, you're glad to be alive. And I said, I told Erica, you know, a lot of times I hear that, I just say, mm. I, not to be negative, and I don't even say that to much people. Like, the day that I wake up in glory, I know, I, it's a done deal, I ain't got to deal with this crap. See, that's why I, I, when I when I wake up in, in glory and I don't have to deal with this, I'm like, well, thank you, Jesus. That, that thing is over. But my friend says something just to wake up when you wake up in your right mind. Now, that's the difference because I could wake up and not be in my right mind. I could wake up and not have all my faculties. I could wake up and go, and, and, and trying to get out to bed and not able to. But but see, since God has chosen me to wake up and then given me my right mind, I said, well, I guess it's time to go to work. I guess it's time to fight. I guess it's time. I got a job to do. Okay. And like Pastor Mark said, oh, give me a minute. Let me get ready and then let me go get my, my work order for the day. Lord, let me tap into you. See, that's why Jesus found a place of solitude, that it was his custom. That means it was his custom to pull away from the masses. It was his custom to pull away, to go get his assignment. He says, because I do nothing unless my Father in Heaven tells me to do it. But he had to go or get a one-on-one with his daddy guy so they he could hear from him so he could go do what his daddy told him to do. Amen. So now, that even puts it in another perspective. If you're doing that, you're pulling back, getting in line to do what your daddy God tells you to do, then when the opposition comes, when the enemy comes, because see, now you're walking in his territory. Now you're telling him, get the hell away from me in the name of Jesus. Now I'm, yeah, I'm in the enemy camp and I'm fearing no evil. Now he's coming at you. That's why you're acquainted with grief. That's why you're going through hardship, because you got a target on your back. you got a bullseye on you, and he's doing everything to keep you from walking in his territory. You're pissing them off. You're kicking the door down. You rescue the hostages. Hush, shit, it'll go back out there. You're setting the captives free. All because you've given the power and the authority uh, that is God ordained for you to do that. So 
So now you're walking at that level of ability, so you got a bullseye. So go ahead, say, well, grief, I guess you're going to be lined up with me. You're going to be side by side. Because if it didn't Jesus leave, if it didn't leave Jesus alone, he ain't going to leave you alone. Hallelujah. <laughs> if long suffering didn't leave Jesus alone, it ain't going to leave you alone. leave you alone. Hallelujah. That's right. You'll still be there. The trials and tribulations didn't leave Jesus alone, it ain't going to leave you alone. Amen. <laughs> oh, you get, you got to get your mindset right that I got this thorn in my side, and until yes. God says I'm, it's gonna come out, I got, I can come to you for the grace. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for that day, the grace that is sufficient to deal with the affliction, to deal with the pain, the turmoil, the grace that is sufficient for me to be able to press on to the mark of the higher calling. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and trust and believe, my God, mighty breakthrough for mighty turnaround. Hallelujah. Your name, did you? Uh-huh. <laughs> you begin to tread on serpents and scorpions and fear no evil. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. And if that serpent bites you, then you got to keep your eye focused like the children in the wilderness. And they made the, the serpent of brass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they will not die. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, Jesus, we just praise you, God. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. We give you the glory. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. We give you honor. Mighty work in our lives. Yes, yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How you doing? Yes, 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 you said that. <laughs> oh, oh, hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Brother Richardson's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be him do it. Stand it up. Ain't nothing wrong with that, though. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, that's a powerful question you asked, though. Jesus. Hmm. I want to live so God can use me anywhere, anytime. Huh? I want to live so God can use me anywhere, Lord, anytime. I want to live so. God can use me anywhere, anytime. I want to live so God can use me anywhere, anytime. I want to live so God can use me anywhere, my Lord. Anytime. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. 
Dear Heavenly Father, God, as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy, thanking you for the words and the prayers that have been brought forth to my ears, God, to feed me, God, to pour into me, God, so I continue to lift up the name of Jesus, God. I thank you for the strength of the giant who prayed for prayed just a minute ago, Sam, God. I thank you for his prayers. I thank you for his, his vision. I thank you for him, God, being in a, being a part of my life and sharing and praising and worshiping you and studying your word to show ourselves the proof, God. I thank you for that giant of a man. God, I lift him up right now, God, for the strength and the gifts that keep on giving, God, blessings. Let his cup overflow us with blessings from you, God. And that as he looked to the hills from which cometh his help, God, I lift up to you his father, his mother, his family, God. Continue to shower down the blessings of healing. Continue to shower down the blessings of restoration. Continue to shower down the financial blessings that they may need right now in the name of Jesus. Heal their, heal their situation, God. You know all about what's going on in their situation, in the household, God. Continue to move your hand, move your hand, move your hand upon them, God, upon the situation, upon the circumstances, upon that trial, upon that tribulation, upon that situation. Continue to move and turn things around. Right now in the name of Jesus. And God, I also bow before your throne of grace and mercy and lift up to you the sick and shedding, God. Continue to be that, 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 that guide, that healing guide that is going to heal them. Continue to meet them in their needs. I may not know all of the names, God. But I'm lifting the masses to you, God. I'm lifting the, the department of the sick and shedding to you the situation of sick and shut into you, God. Because only you know, only you know what's going on. I'm going to partition it. I'm going to be the, the petitioner for the sick and shut in right now, God. Hear my cry and tend to this prayer. From the ends of the earth, from the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I, God. So I'm going to continue to lift them up to you, God, for the healing, deliverance, peace, salvation. Turn around. Change. Feel in the presence of you in their lives as they go through. Let them feel the warmth of your love and your healing blessings like the sun that shines on our faces. Let the rays of your love pour on them right now and heal. And as the families who are camped around them draw strength from you, God, that unmeasured strength that you can give to continue to press on and run on and be encouraged and lifted up, God. Because when someone is sick in the midst of your family, you get torn. You get torn from because the that helplessness that that, that that helplessness that you feel, God. We need to know that we need to feel your presence in the midst of our helplessness. So thank you, Father, for letting me lift up, not tear down. Lift up to you those facets that that need to be blessed by your hand and your hand alone. It is in Jesus' name I humbly submit this prayer to you and say, Amen, Amen, Amen.
Amen. Amen. Hey, Sam, you said your dad came home feeling 100%? Yeah, he came home um, about 5 o'clock last night. <clears throat> okay, awesome. Praise the Lord. Yep. About 5 something last night. Okay. So did they tell him to leave those pills alone or what? Uh, you know, most doctors don't. I mean, we're going to leave them alone. You know, but most doctors don't talk about natural medicine. They'd be clueless. <laughs> well, yeah, this is true. But like I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna use that stuff, check out the ingredients and cross reference it with the medications they have them on. Mm-hmm. To see about the interactions and side effects. Okay. You said you can do that on the internet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So that way you don't have to go through another one of those? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And because uh, me and Sister Donna was talking about it the other day, we was just finding how it was kind of um, comical. Now, for the Cancer Centers of America, they talk about um, their part of their treatment is going into your spiritual, what you eat, everything that you're supposed to be doing anyway. And what doctors used to ask about, what were you eating to see if that's something that your body is having um, trouble um, utilizing? They don't ask you that anymore. They tend to push all of this medicine on you. And then when it comes down to that to that last effort, now they want to take you over to where you should have been in the first place anyway. Say that last part again. I said now when they was pushing all these different medicines and pills on you mm-hmm. by going to your regular doctor, now when they find cancer or something like that, now they want to take you to these special centers where they want to check out your diet and they also want you to be, um, to get you to like whole foods, holistic, also get you spiritual base. And that's what we're supposed to be doing anyway for our bodies to go ahead and to repair itself. Well.
a real estate professional, all of my rental losses don't go in this bucket anymore? No, 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 no. No bucket. Well, I just thought they'd interest Okay. Yeah. That's true. Oh, man. You going to work today? Well, I got some other things I have to go venture out and do today since it was too cold to go do it the other day. Okay. So I'll be going in tomorrow. Okay. Cool. And staying faithful. That I do understand. But by the time, but one thing I will say, by the time that I get finished with this, I guess I should be feeling like a young Cassius Clay, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the greatest. Because I seen some stuff the other day, and one thing I will say, I thank Jesus for me, for him to give me the ability to, hush, to, to shut my mouth and just look and listen. <laughs> I was I was I, 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 I was I was feeling that way the other day because I was hearing some stuff and seeing some stuff. I was like, uh, mm. okay, all right. All right. Okay, where we at with everything? Let's uh, knock this list out. I know she did sick and shut in. I don't know if he did unsaved or not. <clears throat> what else we got?
Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and knock my list out. I took it out. I'm using it to juice. So if you put it oh, back oh, in. Oh, oh, okay. Is today Monday or Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Okay. Um, we go with Maxine. Horoka shiruko braka shiruko sindiruko nrande shiruko se shiruko nrande ko shiruko sa. Horoka shiruko se shiruko nrande ko se shiruko nrande ko sa. Horoka shiruko sindiruko sa shiruka. Anna Bolton. Horoka shiruko sindiruko sindiruko shiruko se. Horoka shiruko sindiruko 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 sa. Horoka shiruko sindiruko sindiruko sa rosa. Darkara. John, Homebrook, Shirk, Shirk, and Rashir, Gosher, Gasa, Hondra Shirk, Gosher, Grand, Gosher, Rasa, Shiraka. Idia, Hondrok, Grand, Shirk, Gosarandaka, Horak, Shirk, Gosher, Grand, Gosher, Gasa, Shakara. Kim Moore, Hoboker, Shirk, Gosher, Grand, Shirk, Gosher, Ganda, Shakara. When a war, Horashender Gosher, and Nandel Gosher, and Horashir Gosher, Randerka, Shakara. The Moo family. Hombro Koshiro Gosse Shiro Randero Gosse. Hombro Koshiro Gosan Rasa Shakara. The Tolan family. Hoshiro Gosse Dero Gosse Shiro Gosan Rokosse. Hoshiro Gosse Shiro Randero Gosse Randaka Shakara. The Big Jim. Hombro Koshiro Gosse Shiro Randero Gosse. Shakusa. Anderson. Shandro Koshiro Shiro Randero Gosse Randaka. Barry Ben, Hombroko Shirgasan Roshirgasa Rasa Mia Joan and the Wilder family, Horoshirgasa Felicia and Cynthia's dad Horoshirgasan Rasa Sakara. Dorothy and Arthur Richardson. Shandro Kostila Karando Gostila Ganda. Horo Kostila Karando Gostila Gandasa. Shurubuse. Shurubus Saraka. Angie Cerrito and family. Horubus Gasa Randro Shiraganda. Horubus Grande Sharaka. Natalian family. Shirkura Shirukose Shirukranda Ko. Shakara. Al Bailey. Horombo Shirukose Grande Gosa. Sakara. Teresa Crosby, Hoshitra Gosira Gadra Gosira Grandese Basara. Um Prashira Gosira Grande Shirugosa Sharapasa Dakara. Stephanie Butler, Hombroshira Gosira Grande Gosira Randrasa. Barbara Jenkins, Horoshira Gosira Grande Gosira Grande Gosira Ganda Shakara. Azera, Horoshira Gosira Grandasa Basara. Donald Connect, Horoshiro Gosiro Granda Shiro Goseshe, Horobraka, Horoshiro Dirgasa, Shiro Gosa, Dakara, Dakara. Didro Gosiro Gondiro Gosiro Gondiro Gosa, Shakara. People in Community Service, Horoshiro Gosiro Granda, Shakara. Group, Horoshiro Gosiro Granda Gosa, Dakara. 
Nancy Brewer, Horoba Shirogasa, the Grand Augusta Randa, Dasara. Yolanda Smith, Horoba Shirogosa, Shakara. Keisha, Horoba Shirogosa, Dasara, Dakara. Morgan McMillan and family. Horoba Shirogosa, Randa, Sakara. Renee in the paint store, Hombroko Shirogasa, Dakara. Emmanuel Rosa, Hombroko Shiroganda, Rosa Shiroganda, Shakara. Bernard Hartsfield and the family, Sherry Richardson and the family, Margaret Byrne, Arlene, Shakir, Man in Revelation, Dagwood's brother, Ursel, Sandra Walston, Arthur Richardson, Eulen Earl Harden, David and Earl Thornton, the Clinton Strong family, Verdell and Edgar Thomas, Paul and Delonda Bryson, Brenda, Pam Scotty, Deborah Deacon Chuck, Jackie Dunn, Angela Everett, Ted Love, Veronica Alexander, Lisa Brown, Lori Hartsfield, Rose Chavis, Sam Smith family, Ware family, Fan Marie's family, Virgil Bass, Jason Allison, Passion Alice Davis, Wesh Daniel Sims, Sabrina Newton, Courtney Robinson, Chris Miriam Coleman, people from the meeting I was at, Leah outside the church I was at, Matt Tennis, Lady Lloyd Mister, Samaine, Julian, and Janine Haley, David Rivera, Summer Lara, Veronica Jackson, Sabrina Alexander, Reggie Moore's father, <clears throat> Jerry Wade Jr., Georgia Cotton, Lisa Jones, Robert Blaze, Sherry Michael Drake, Lady in the parking lot, Kavon Carter, Family Senior, Sam McKinney, Elizabeth, Jamila, Kenzie Anderson, Jesse, Patricia Arnold, Gloria Daniels, and the Dickerson. You got Trey Mathis and Ariel Singford. Neander Moss, Umbroco should have said, did a gossad or gossad, or a brush should have said, should a grandaca, Chakara. AJM Pam, Umbroco should have gossad, did a gossad, did a gossad, did a gossad, did a gossad, should a granda, Chakara. Raheem Powell, Umbush should have gossad, did a gossad, did a gossad, should a granda, Harabaka, should a gossad, Chakara. Maria Bird's children, Umbroco should have gossad, did a gossad, should a gossad, did a gossad, Horabaka, Shakara. <laughs> Morgan Farley, Shirogosil, Rabraka Shakara. Kia Shah, Horabush, the Gosid, the Gosid, the Gosa, Horabraka, the Gosid, the Gosaka, Dakara Shakara. Victor, Horabada, the Gosid, the Gosid, the Gosid, the Gosid, the Gosid, the Gosid, Urubadara Gosida Sakara. Brianna Lodji, Yorukosida Gandara Gosida Gandana Gosidanda, Urabraka, the Gosida Gosida Gosada, Sakara. Anaya, Horbosida Gosanda Gosinda Gosanda Gosse, 
Purabrakra, Dilgose, Dilgosan, Dilgose, Shilgasa, Shakara. Thailand Jasmine, Hubbubra, Shilgose, Shilgandra, Koshiranda, Shakara. Devon, Horoshilgose, Garanda, Gustaranda, Shakara. Amber Brianna, Humbrot, Dilgose, Garanda, Gustaranda, Shakara. Tarisa, Humbroshilgose, Garanda, Shilgosa, Shakara. Makano Zaya, Shurokro, Proshilgosa, Shakara. Jacquea Jameson, Shindilgusi, Dendilgusra, Shakara. Keith Powell Jr., Humbroshilgusi, Ganda, Shakara. Sarah Thompson, Shorumpa Karasha, Shakara. Kayla Boylan, Handilgusi, Ganda, Shakara. And Benjamin Benfield, Humbroshilgusi, Shakara. Uh, city of Refuge, Shambroko, Shilagasenda, Rashilagasenda, Shambrose, Shakara. People in the gifting class, Shambroko, Rashilagasenda, Rashilagasenda, Shakara. CFF, Shambroko, Rashilagasenda, Shakara. Reginald Foster, Roboshilka, Rashilagasenda, Shakara. Joyce Mason, Alex Thompson, Elliot, and Chris Foster, Roboshilka, Rashilagasenda, Shakara. Maria Mathis, Roboshilagasenda, Helpmates, Mbrokro, Shirokasanda, Rose Johnson, Mbrokran, De Shirokose, Andre Dijon, Mbrokran, De Rokose, Shiroka, De Roka, De Roka, De Roka, Shakara, Donald Lusser, Hombroko, Shirokandara, Shakara, Della Karandala, Mbrokro, Shirokose, Shakara, Jonathan Dunlap, Roshirokose, Shakara, Travis Crocker, Bush, Shirokandara, Roshirokose, Shakara, Larry Song, Broshi the Gandhi, the Gusti the Gandasa, City of Osaka, Shirogoshi the Gusti the Gusti the Gusti the Saka, Rosemore, Hombrokoshi the Gandasa, my parents, Uroshi the Gusti the Gandhi, the Gusti the Ganda, City of Atlanta, Hombrokoshi the Gandhi, the Gundi the Gandhi, the Gundi the Gandhi, the Gurasa, Mom Regina, Hombrokoshi the Gusti 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 Watching it, Broshi the Gusti the Gunder Gusta, Rosen Hospital in the community, Shindel Gusta the Granda, Marquis and Charles II, Shindel Gusta the Granda Gusta, Pastor Mark, Hoshi the Gusta the Granda Gusta, and myself, Hoshi the Granda Gusta. Got Demon Holly and the KFCF organization, Denise and Terry, Sam McNabb, Barbara Carson the family, Mike Stripes and Dietrich, Jerry, Barbara Salter's cousin, Louis and Sherry, Bishop Yarrow. Erica Carlos Smith, Corey and Dennis, Mark Gully, Gerard Jenkins, Mark Eaton Charles Sr., Gene Altman Platt Academy, Don Smith, Jeff and Natasha Ferguson, the guy in the subway, Cheryl Vaughn, Phil and Jan and Lowe. Oh, shit, 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 You want me to take this upstairs? Yeah. All right, we got our congregations and churches, missionaries, deceased and hospices. What else we got?
Um, missionaries. Not welcome. All right. Somebody want to do one of those? I do congregations and churches. What did you say? I said I do congregations and churches. Oh, you don't? Okay. Lord, as we come under your son, Jesus Christ, to pray for congregations and churches. Lord, congregation and churches are your hospitals for the unloved, unchurched, and uncommitted. Lord, please let us strengthen our hearts, our arms, and the love of your will to go out and to find these who are unchurched, unloved, and uncommitted and lost and show them the goodness and the graciousness of your love, your promise, and you being God. Lord, open our eyes as well. Open our ears to listen so we can help. Lord, let your, tri- let your churches and congregations follow your commandment of just being there to show people that you are pure love. You can't get no purer than you. As for us to very heartfeltly follow your will, for your purpose of us as well for what your creation was, was to come to fruition and be. Under your Son of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Missionaries, abuse, addiction, prisoners. I'll take the ice cream. So, since I kept the pray for Dear Most Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before you, Lord God, with a heart of thanksgiving, with a heart of joy, with a heart of praise. First of all, Lord God, I pray in my private time, my Father God, now that I enter into future prayer with pressure of the ministry, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit will encamp around us and cover us, Lord God, and lead us throughout the day. I pray, Father, that your Spirit will rest upon our hearts and our bosom, Lord God, so that you will get the glory, that you will get the honor, and you will get the praise out of our lives. Father God, we for all wisdom, knowledge, grace, and mercy. We seek you for guidance, directions. We seek you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit, and we just expect, Lord God, for you to move body within our situations. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for Jesus, your only begotten Son, who came and redeemed us from the founders of the earth, who gave his life over us for us, Lord God, and who was the ransom, Lord God, that paid the price on Calvary Cross for all of our sins. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to just prove within our lives, Lord God, as only you can. Let your Holy Spirit rest upon our bosom, the bosom of our hearts, Lord God. Let your word be applied in our minds and our hearts, Lord God, so that we can bring them back forth to show that we are workers 
not be ashamed of rightly dividing the word of truth, Lord God. Father God, I trust praying on behalf of those who have not yet confessed the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as being their Lord. Those who do not believe that Jesus is Lord. Those who do not believe that you are God, Lord God. That you will enter to their minds, Lord God, and let them know that you are the creator of the heavens and the earth. Everything in it, above it, beneath it, it all belongs to you. They belong to you. We all belong to you. You created us, Lord God, to do a mighty work here on this earth, Lord God. And we seek you for all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Lord God, how to go about doing those things. You've given us power through the Holy Ghost, Lord God, to either cast down those things that have us bound, Lord God. Any strong men that have us bound, Lord God, we cast it down right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to move within their churches in the house and, and let the people hear the word, Lord God, that only you can give, Lord God. The word and the struggles that you have given us, Lord God, to, to be led through by this this um through this world. Father God, the word that will give us the peace that surpasses all understanding, the word that will sustain us in our times of troubles, any afflictions that come against us, Lord God, we can take that word and we can use that word, Lord God. We can apply that word. We can believe in that word that those things now have been done as we cast away. So, Father God, even give it to the minds of those who are saved, Lord God, that they can study your word, they can live by your word, they can use your word to be an overcomers, Lord God, to have victory over the enemy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I want to do prisoners, missionaries, <clears throat> deceased in hospice. After prisoners again. Father God, we just come, Lord God. We come, Father God, lifting for those who are in prison, Lord God. Those in prisons behind jails, the jail bars, those who are in prison to their own circumstances, those who are in prison to the cares of this world, Lord God, that you will release and open those doors, Lord God, that they can walk out and be free. For the word teaches us whom the Son has set free is free indeed, Lord God. So, Father God, they have the freedom to worship you. They have the freedom to call upon your name. They have the freedom to trust and believe in the name of Jesus that he has already overcome the situations that have them bound, that have them challenged. So, Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to give it to their minds, Lord God, and let them be renewed by the renewing of them, by the Holy Spirit in their, in their mind, Lord God, that they are free, Lord God. Let them confess their sin. Let us all confess our sins, whether it's our sins from the lust of money, the lust of flesh, or the lust of, or, or anything that we've done here that is worldly, Lord God. Let us be set free. Even those who are in prison have been condemned and convicted, Lord God, for a crime, Lord God. Let them beg pardon of those sins, Lord, so, and, and let the people who they ask for forgiveness, Lord God, have a forgiving spirit of heart towards them so that they can be set free. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. <clears throat> I do deceased in hospice. Should have broke, I should have consented to go send it to go Sarah Cosset, go Sambraca, Shedicose, or a Braca did go say to go Rambo Cosherga San Rasaracanda, Umbroco, she did it go send Rosa Canranda, Cosset did Gassander, Gosset did Gassa, or Rambrander Gosset did Gassander, Gosset did Gassander, Gosaracanda, Rambraca did Gosset, did Gosander, Gosset, did Gosander, Gosta. 
Shakara. Amen. <clears throat> what else we got? Um, sick and shutting has been done. Unsaved been done. Prisoners been done. Congregation churches been done. Deceased in hospice. So we got abuse, addiction, missionaries. Father God, once again, we come, Lord God, standing in the the gap, Lord God, for those who are addicted to anything or any substance here on the earth, whether it be by tobacco products, whether it be drugs, whether it be alcohol, whether it be food, whether it be for the love of money or for the love of flesh, Lord God. Lord God, sometimes we have abused our temples, Lord God, that you have created to worship well, to live within our hearts and our minds. So, Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to give us the strength to overcome those strongholds, those devils that have us bound, so that we can worship you in spirit and truth. Lord God, you have created this body for us, Lord God, to do a mighty work. So, Father God, let us not take it for granted that we have the right and the privilege to do what we will with our bodies, but realize that you created this from the foundation of the earth, even so that we was formed in our in the bellies of our mother's wounds, Lord God. You knew what assignment we had to do. But Father God, we actually give us the power to overcome those challenges that keep us bound and anything that keep us from worshiping you in truth and spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh what I say we got missionaries and Pressure to ministries and the families. I think that's it. I don't know if Erica's on or not. She might be doing her thing. Oh, Erica. Yeah, you know she'd be doing her internship. Oh, yeah. Father God, we all all have called to be missionaries here on this earth. We have all been called to serve you first and foremost, Lord God, and to serve our brothers and sisters with love, for God is love. The, the word of God is love. That Jesus gave his life over us on Calvary's cross, Lord God, that showed us that there was great love. So, Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to give us the spirit to go out to worship and to minister and to care for those who are in need, Lord God, to speak a word, Lord God, that only you can give. Give us the word, Lord God. And the only way we can get that word to minister and to be missionaries and doers of this earth is to study to show ourselves approved, right, right to divide the word of truth, not being ashamed, not being bashful, but being holy, Lord God. Let us live a holy life so that we can go out and serve you and to serve our brothers and sisters. For you teach us, Lord God, that even as Cain slew Abel, he asked, where was his, your brother Abel? He said, you create him, you know. But Father God, he said, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, we are, Lord God. So we stand in the gap, Lord God, for those who not yet do not know you, Lord God. We stand in the gap for those who need a word, Lord, spoken into you, spoken into their lives. We stand in the gap, Lord God, praying for those who are sick, who are shut in, who are bound by anything, Lord God. So let us serve with a heart of humility, a heart of gratitude, a heart of grace, a heart of mercy, with a heart of peace, a heart of joy. So let us go out and be missionaries upon this earth, Lord God, as Jesus was a missionary, and he would and he spoke to the people to, to turn from the reprobated lives, from their wicked ways, and to trust and believe in the name of Jesus and the word that you have given to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
Amen. <coughs> Father God, I want to lift up prayer shift and ministries and the family. Thank you, Father. Hora bashira kashira kashira kwarasha shakara. All righty then. Well, that's all of the listeners. I'm Sam. Hey, Shay, how you doing? Morning to you, there, uh, Samuel. Uh huh. Morning to you, Sam. Oh, hey, Lou, how you doing? It's great. Yeah, that, uh, terrific. Uh, absolutely. Winds are blowing sweet. Wonderful. All right. Walmart today. Off today. Oh, okay, cool. Yep, off today. Oh, that's a good time. That is a good thing. They're tired of me, you know. I'm too. Uh, they they get tired of me. Uh, I have to get rid of me for a day or two. Morning, Isaac. Good morning, Sherry and Louie. It's so great to hear you all's voice. God bless you, Arthur. And yours too, man. Beautiful, beautiful Arthur. Beautiful prayer this morning, Arthur. Beautiful. 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 <laughs> Give over to the Lord, honey. It's all the Lord. It's all the Lord. Amen. Amen to that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we praise God that that we could be a mouthpiece for the Lord, that we could speak a word into someone's lives that would change the situation of him, inspire them to run on the seat they're here that's going to be. So that's what we all are here to do. So that's just a blessing. Everybody just feel with anointing and And doing what God has called us to do is not by chance, not accident or incident that we can do what He asks us to do. So let's just be joyful. Let's do it with a with a heart of gratitude. We are so blessed, Arthur. We are so 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 blessed. Yes, 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 we are. Yes, we are. Wow. Beginning of wow. So blessed.
flesh demands full sovereignty, so does the spiritual life. The flesh desires to have man forever attached to itself, while the spiritual life wants to man have completely subject to the Holy Spirit. At all points, the flesh and spiritual life differ. The nature of the form is that of the first Adam. The nature of the latter belongs to the last Adam. The motive of the first is earthly, that of the second heavenly. The flesh focuses all things upon itself. Spiritual life centers all upon Christ. The flesh wishes to lead man to sin, but spiritual life longs to lead him to righteousness. Since these two are so essentially contrary, how can a person avoid clashing continually with the flesh? Not realizing the full salvation of Christ, a believer constantly experiences such a struggle. When young believers fall into such conflict, they are dumbfounded. Some despair spiritual growth, thinking they are just too bad. Others begin to doubt that they are genuinely regenerated, not aware that regeneration itself brings in this contention. Formerly, when the flesh was in authority without interference, for the spirit was dead, they could sin terribly without feeling any sense of sinfulness. Now new life has sprung up, and with this heavenly nature, desire, light, and thought. As this, new light, as this new light penetrates the man, it immediately exposes the defilement and corruption within the new desire is naturally dissatisfied to remain in such a state and longs to follow the will of God. The flesh begins to contend with the spiritual life. Such battle gives the believer an impression that housed within him are two persons. Each has his own idea and strength. Each seeks victory. When the spiritual life is in the ascendancy, the believer is most glad. When the flesh claims the upper hand, he cannot but grieve. Experience of this kind conforms that such ones have been regenerated. I'm sorry, experience of this kind confirms that such ones have been generated. The purpose of God is never to reform the flesh, but to destroy it. It is by God's life giving the believer regeneration that the self and the flesh are to be destroyed. The life God imparts to man is indeed most powerful, but the regenerated person is still a babe, newly born and very weak. 
The flesh long has lo- the flesh long has held the reign, and its power is tremendous. Furthermore, the regenerated one has not yet learned to apprehend by faith God's complete salvation. Though he be saved, he is still of the flesh during the period. Being fleshly denotes being governed by the flesh. What is most pitiful is for a believer, hitherto enlightened by heavenly light, to know the wickedness of the flesh and to desire with full heart victory over it, to find himself too weak to overcome. This is a moment when he sheds many tears of sorrow. How can he not be angry with himself? For though he harbors a new desire to destroy sin and to please God, his will is not steadfast enough to subdue the body of sin. Few are the victories, many the defeats. Paul in Romans 7 voices the inner anguish of this conflict. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer that I do it, but sin dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, but I see in my members another law of war with the law of my mind, and making me captive to the law of sin which dwells in my members. That's verses fifteen through twenty three. Many will respond to his cry of nearly final despair. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Verse twenty four. What is the meaning of this contention? It is one of the ways the Holy Spirit disciplines us. God has provided a whole salvation for man. He does not know what he has and it will not be able he does not know what he has will not be able to enjoy I'm sorry, he who does not know what he, what he who does not know he has it will not be able to enjoy it. Okay. Neither will be able to experience it if he does not desire after it. God can only give to those who believe and receive and claim. When man hence asks for forgiveness and regeneration, God surely bestows it upon him. And it is through the conflict that God induces a believer to seek and to grasp total triumph in Christ. He who has ignorant, he who was ignorant before will now seek to know. The Holy Spirit will then be afforded a chance to reveal to him how Christ has dealt with his old man on the cross, so he may now believe and to possess in such triumph. And he who possessed not because he sought not will discover through such battle that all the truth he had was merely mental and consequently ineffectual. This will stir him to desire to experience the truth he only mentally had known. This strife increases as the days go by. If believers will proceed faithfully without giving in to despair, they will incur fiercer conflict until such time they are delivered. All righty then. Kind of what we was talking about earlier. I'm going to go back and touch on this again. It says that the flesh demands all, the flesh demands full sovereignty, so does the spiritual life. In other words, it's really not a 50 50 thing. They both want total control. And so, you know, like that's some, about some people say, some married people I've heard say, I should say some successfully married people I've heard say, it's not a 50 thing, it's 100% and 100%. You know, so it's, it's, this book is pointing out more and more that 
God does not want our flesh. God is not trying to tame our flesh. He wants us to subdue it through the Holy Spirit. The flesh desires to have man attached to itself, while the spiritual life wants to have man completely subject to the Holy Spirit. So he's just pointing out the conflict. The flesh, I want to be selfish. I want to do what I want to do. The Spirit, I want you to follow the Holy Spirit. At all points of flesh and spiritual life differ. The nature of the form is that of the first Adam. The nature of the latter belongs to the last Adam. The first Adam is Adam, actually Adama, which means man. The last Adam is Jesus. Jesus came and, and, and redeemed that which was lost. The motive of the first is earthly, that of the second heavenly. The flesh focuses all things upon self. Spiritual life centers all things upon Christ. So again, the conflict. Okay, the first is earthly, it's selfish, it's all about me. The second is heavenly, it's about Christ, about God and his kingdom and his principles. The flesh wishes to lead man to sin, but spiritual life longs to lead him to righteousness. Since these two are essentially contrary, how can a person avoid clashing continually with the flesh? Not realizing the full salvation of Christ, a believer is constantly experiencing such a struggle. So now we're just beginning to point out, hold up, there's a, there's a, there's a battle within you. There's a battle within you. You can't avoid it, and it's there. So you just need to begin to see it and recognize it. And this is something you're going to deal with again. Like I said earlier, you know, about people, you see, when I made my comment, you know, I'd be glad when I'm out of here I ain't got to deal with this crap. This is part of the conflict. There's going to always, as long as we walk in this earthly realm, there's going to be a battle. There's going to be a struggle because we are covered by flesh and flesh and spirit. There are constant enmity, a constant war with each other. So now he's talking about young believers following the conflict that they had dumbfounded. Okay, so in other words, I've been walking around here doing what I want to do. Hey, I've been chilling. Actually, I've been enjoying it. Now I do what I want to do, but all of a sudden I'm feeling some guilt. I'm feeling some remorse. I didn't feel this before. So now that that's where they, you know, it, it conflict works. See, it's a difference from being a lot of, you know, being moral or, or you know, saying, well, you know, I, I, I was taught right or wrong, and I, you know, but for whatever reason, when I did it, I enjoyed it. Now it's a difference because, see, that spirit man was dead at first. Now that spirit man is made alive. So now I enjoy it, but, yeah, I did it, but. So that, that begins to rise. And as long as you keep feeding your spirit, then that spirit man will slowly begin to rise up. Because, again, when you're born again, that spirit is, is it's an, uh, and he broke down before, that you are totally regenerated in Christ. But there is a difference that 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 spirit man has to be has to mature, and that's the difference that he's talking about. And so it gets into young believers, and they they begin to doubt that they're genuinely regenerated, or, or I'm missing it, or or what's going on, or I must be right. So he's just basically pointing out that conflict, that eternal conflict that's there. It says the new desire is naturally dissatisfied to remain in such a state and to follow the will of God. The flesh begins to contend with the spiritual life. Such battle gives a believer an impression that house within him are two persons. And there it is true. Because you got not two persons, but two natures. You got a flesh nature and a spiritual nature. So the purpose of God is never to reform the flesh, but to destroy it. It is by God's life giving the new believer a regeneration that the self and the flesh is to be destroyed. The life God imparts to man is most powerful, but the regenerated person is still a babe, newly born and very weak. Okay, so he's telling you again, 
Yeah, they're born again, but that flesh just had control. It's got its own life, its own desires. Being <clears throat> fleshly denotes being governed by the flesh. <clears throat> what is most pitiful is for believer into enlightened by the heavenly light to destroy, to know the wickedness of the flesh and desire with full heart victory over it and find itself too weak to overcome it. So basically, he's getting, he's just, you know, I got a desire to do it, and he's going to get into Paul, and I got a desire to do something, but I'm finding myself not able to do it. Because, what you, again, you got to recognize how when you're being spiritual-led and being fleshly-led and the differences. And he gets into Paul in Romans 7 talking about, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. In other words, I, I, I want to do this, but I do the thing that I hate. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. I can will what is right, but cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do is not what I want to do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it's no longer I that do it, but the sin which dwells within me. So he's now he's pointing out the laws. And now he's coming out to spiritual laws, the flesh nature, the laws of the sin, and it's got his own life. So this is what he's beginning to show us the difference, the difference between that there's a law, there's a spawn, there's a life, there's a sin life, there's a flesh life, and they're constantly combating each other. <clears throat> now, if I, do not, if I do what I do not want, there's no longer the I to do it, but sin dwells within me. So I find it to be a law the way I want to do right. Evil lies close at hand. Not far, but close. Evil's right there. <clears throat> I lost my place. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, but I see in my members another law of war with the laws of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin which dwells in my members. So he's bringing out the law of my mind, the law of my members, the law of my flesh, all these different laws, all these different laws that are housed within us. So these are things we cannot get away from. These are things that are part of us. So even you know, even though you want to, it's, it's, you got to see it for what it is, <clears throat> and get an understanding of what it is, and just walk accordingly. <clears throat> and his final outcome was, man will respond to his cry. <clears throat> excuse me, despair. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? That was I don't know what to do. Who, who's going to help me? And it says, what is the meaning of this contention? It's one of the ways the Holy Spirit disciplines us. Uh-oh. God has provided a whole salvation for man. He does not know, he who does not know he has it will not be able to enjoy it. In other words, if you don't understand that you got a way out, you don't understand the proper order of things, you don't understand what you actually have, then you can't walk in it. And that's what's happened to many of the body of Christ. We're hampered because we just simply don't know what we have or who we are. When a man has asked for forgiveness and regeneration, God surely bestows it upon him. And through, and through and it is through conflict that God induces a believer to seek and to grasp total triumph in Christ. He who has been ignorant before will now seek to know. The Holy Spirit will then be afforded the chance to reveal him how Christ has dealt with his old man on the cross. So he may now believe in the possession of such triumph. So again, it is through conflict, the trials and tribulations, the things we go through that that gives the Holy Spirit an opportunity to come forth. Because see, think about a lot of things you go through and experience in life. 
if you hadn't hit your head up a wall, if, you, if everything had been roses, you, you, a lot of us would not have really turned to Christ or, or sought Christ at such a level when we got to grab hold of, we seek in the Word. So that's why, that's why he uses conflict to grow us up, conflict to draw us near, conflict. And see, there's a conflict that's internal, so you can't get away from it even if you wanted to. So it's just that he's just really beginning to breaking down this conflict. Breaking down this conflict. So we can begin to understand it and walk in accordance to in the fullness of who he's called us to be. And that is the end of this lesson. And speaking of conflict, my cats are sitting up here fighting with each other, or the kittens. I'm missing a kitten. Y'all came over and stole this kitten. What was that again, Sam? I said, I'm missing a kitten. I don't know where he's at. Well, you got to be somewhere. Aww. You got any favorite hiding places? But you know what? Um, I know one of me and Wayne was over the other day. I'm glad we were because he crawled into a base. <laughs> so I poured him out and turned it upside down because I know he's going to just do it again. <laughs> okay, so where'd you put that vase? It's still there. He's not in the vase, but I don't know where he's at. Okay, we probably went past another little cubby hole to get up into the end. Where your cat at? Because I know she was crying earlier. I just thought she wanted some food. I don't know. She's getting on my nerves anyway, though. <laughs> I mean, she was trying to tell you that she was missing one of her babies. That's what That's what I'm wondering now. So that's why I'm looking at the cat do something else stupid. <laughs> that's why I'm looking. You check your bathroom? No, they can't get, Um, I got it blocked off. They can't get over there. Okay. Yeah, but he probably wouldn't found something else to go get into. Yeah. To get comfortable in. That's why I'm looking around. Last thing I need to find a dead kitten around here. Wait, well, it can't be that big. Well, you know, I know I'm looking. I mean, because they've been getting up underneath everything and in everything. Uh huh. Unless my cousin took her. Now, that's another possibility, too. Why didn't she tell you? Yeah, yeah. You don't... This house... too much like right. Yeah, we just got things going in this household. I just don't... You know, they are what they are. Okay. So, was the last time you seen the kitten? Was that the last time you seen your cousin? Uh, no, I don't know. I see my cousin, like, off and on. So. When was the last time you seen the kitten? Probably yesterday. You know, I don't, okay. always, I don't always count them, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I just noticed I kept seeing three. I'm like, where's the other one at? And that's what made me wonder. And then I was thinking about, because she, she was literally crying a lot this morning. Okay. Yeah, so like, maybe somewhere. Yeah, bugging me some, so that's why. 
It's probably around here somewhere. I'm just looking. I don't see it caught in nothing, so then it'll pop up. Is, is, is the mama cat trying to help you with this? No, she's sitting on the couch looking at me like I'm crazy. Because, <laughs> you know, they can't go up as high as she can, so I'm not worried about them getting into all the other stuff that she gets into. Uh-huh. I don't see it, so... I guess unless my came and grabbed it. Well, just pray for it. And I'll let you do that. I'm just looking for it. <laughs> okay. I, I ain't that interested. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to find a carcass in your, in your house either, do you? Yeah, well, you know. Okay, well, I don't see it, so. All right, well, anyway, that was today's lesson. Any comments, conclusions, criticisms, conflict? <laughs> hey, well, I would tell you this. You hit the nail on the head every time. Well, what was revealed to you? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, the instructions are simple. And that is to follow his will, so we know the difference. And to stop always putting ourselves in front. Mm. Because we wind up blocking our blessings. We wind up blocking out for what he made us to do. And every time that we put ourselves in the way, we hold hands with the devil. Because the devil just said, well, hey, it's all about me. And if we're not the devil, then we shouldn't be saying that it's all about us. But, you know, as he took dirt to make us, we still tend back to go back to that nature. So, you know, as you take someone out, and while you're cleaning yourself up, then you have to make a decision. What are you gonna? What What are you gonna believe in? Who are you gonna follow? Right. And out of that, it takes a conscious mind and a conscious spirit to go ahead and say, "Hey, look, I learned my lesson. This ain't the way. I don't. I don't. I don't like being dirt. I don't like people treating me like dirt. And if I can go ahead and get this body to go ahead and to be more on the spiritual tip, then I'll rose above and it went to my next level. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. Yes, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go again. Is not rebellion witchcraft? Is rebellion witchcraft? That's what I heard. I would say witchcraft is rebellion, but rebellion does not necessarily have to be witchcraft. Okay. And I say that point because when you're in witchcraft, you're definitely being 
you know, rebellious against God, against his laws, you know, against God, period. And pretty much when you're witchcraft, you got a, you're walking in the spiritual arena, but without God. But you can be in rebellion just by, but we just were reading this right there that our flesh nature is rebellious against the spiritual nature. So you can be in rebellion and not be in witchcraft. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Louis, <laughs> that's good to hear. <laughs> you don't want to be. Uh, no. You're stepping up. You're stepping up the ante when you go to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, uh, and, and the book just pointed out that all of us, because of our flesh nature, in some form of rebellion. Yeah. So understand that, but that's why the body tells you to mortify. I mean, the Bible tells you to mortify the deeds of the flesh, you know, so to put put to death, not to crucify, but to mortify. But it's it's, and it's, it's a continuous thing. Because every day you're alive, you deal with, every day you're alive, you got to deal with yourself. You deal with yourself more than you deal with the devil. <laughs> That's for sure. Absolutely, Sam. Well, you know, I'm last at the end. <laughs> hey, Sam, did you pray for Mike Bradley Hernandez? You know what? Um, thank you, Sherry. I meant to put his name on the list. And um, let me, one second so I can write it down. Okay. When I was praying for him, I thought about it, but then I forgot. Okay. I prayed for him yesterday, but I need to put his name on the list. What's that? Nah, she needs to heat up some meat and she was asking how's it looking over there. So I told her about five more minutes and can turn it off. She cooking for me? Yeah. yeah. All right, man. That's what I'm talking about. You said what? Yeah, she's talking about the baby is moving around. She's hungry. Oh. Uh, Chrissy said thank you so much for the torta. You said what? Chrissy said thank you so much for the torta. She's welcome. Yeah, her friend put one over on me. That's how that happened. I was looking like, hey, wait a minute, what is this? <laughs> Daddy, I want to... I give her money, she come back with two. Where my change? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how it works. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's how you had to look on your face like, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm, pretty much. 
Okay, what's his name being? Mike Hernandez? Mike? Michael Bradley. Bradley. Hernandez. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right, Father God, I want to lift up Mike Bradley Hernandez. Thank you, Father. Amen. Okay, we put this up. All righty, who would like prayer first? Don't everybody scream all at once. <laughs> Don't all of us scream at once. Yeah, no. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'll pray for you first here. <laughs> you and Louis. <laughs> Holy Spirit, growing them up in you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the word of God. That's inside of them. Holy Spirit, she rumbrock or she go say she run down for keeping them, Lord. Here, of course, keeping them, preserving them, for healing them. She rushed a cosher. Thank you, Lord. She got a baka for a cosher for revealing to them that what you want them to know. She got a cosher. She got a cosher. She got a cosher. As you're using them, Lord. She got a cosher. You are God. She got a cosher. But you are also their friend. She got a cosher. They need you, Lord. They depend upon you. Use them in the capacity that you desire them to be used. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Who's next? Who's that? That Felicia? See the Felicia glory, I can't tell. I don't know why it's Renee. But I'm gonna play for I'm gonna put I'm going to pray for Felicia, even if it wasn't her. And her sisters, because they're getting ready to take a journey. Lord, bless you to go see the Ganda Shoko. Yes, 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 Lord. Hmm. Shiribusta Bushirandriku Sanda Burambaka Shidisha Burambaka Shindishirika Sanda Shindrosi de Kandeke Shirambraka Sada. We praise you, Father. We glorify you, Father. Hmm. As your daughters are being obedient to you. As your daughters are being obedient to that what you want them to do, Lord. 
We glorify you, Father, so that you can continue to move them in the avenues, the ways, and the direction. Because this is the first step of many that they will begin to walk in after this manner. This is the first step of many as they begin to shed off that former, oh, shed out combro, former yokes that were holding them, that were keeping them from rising up in you. This is the first of many a journey that they will be doing in you, Christ Jesus. So, Holy Spirit, I'm just asking you to move them, to hold them, to keep them, to love them, to heal them, to anoint them. And to bless them abundantly. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Miss Anthony said she wants you to pray for her. Who's that? Shanae. Shanae, Shanae, Shanae. Sure, I pray for Shanae, even though she, she's cooking me breakfast. Tell her next time, ask me what my order is before she starts cooking for me. Yeah, that's Shanae. She said, yes, she heard. <laughs> she's like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever, just pray. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um Ah, yes, 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 Father. Hmm. Hmm, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yandaruko Sidaka Randese Horambrose. Yandaruko Sindaka Rambose Yaradakanda. Yes, yes, yes. Brondiriko Sandiriko Sade. Yes, Lord. Sandrago said there. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yandrago said there. Yerakando Sandrase. Borosede Yanda. Borosede Yandeke. Borandese Yandeke. Yes, 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 Father. Blesser. Anointer. Preserver. Heal her. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Keep her horror on this shit of the combat. Father, let the love of God rise up inside of her. Let the anointing of Christ rise up inside of her. Father God, as you are healing her, abundantly prospering her. For she is blessed. And highly favored. Now I want you to put your hands on your stomach. One hand on your stomach, one hand on your head, okay? Okay, give her a second. She's going to have to soak up with food. Okay. Okay. She ready? Uh-huh. All right. Oh, she here, ya-ha. There we go. There we go. Release, 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 release. There it is, releasing, releasing. Releasing, releasing, mm, 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 mm. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm, there's a corn rubber set, a cobra, saraka, yes. There's a bond that you all are going to have that's going to be a lot tighter 
than just um, child to mother. There's a spiritual connection. You're actually going to learn a lot by observing your child spiritually. A lot of questions that you've had will be answered by observing your child because he's going to have unique or he or she is going to have a unique flow with Christ. Just It's going to be almost natural just the flowing of Christ. And guard him because the devil will try to block and to stop that. It is necessary that you guard him in that arena or her in that arena because the devil will try to stop or to block that. Mm. Oh, yes. So now that you're conscious of it, watch. You know, we talk about a lot on the line about about spiritual things, spiritual entities, people who come around you. For there are people who are, the devil has on assignment just wants to attack the child even in the womb. Watch certain things as you come around certain movies because of the spirits attached and watch certain objects. There might even be objects you might have to quit wearing or, or get rid of. Begin to watch. Ask the Holy Spirit. I'm not trying to tell you to get stupid spiritual and run around and curse and all. I'm just saying listen to the Holy Spirit. So now you have a requirement to stay connected. Now you have a requirement to see God so that you can be covered so you can cover your child. It's your obligation. Because you have to cover them because the enemy is going to come and try to steal what is this child's heritage, what is his destiny, what is his, what God has bestowed him with. The devil wants to steal it even from the womb. So, Holy Spirit, right now, I thank you, Father, for this revelation, for this word and knowledge that you're given. So now what we're going to do is we're going to plead the blood of Jesus over Shanice, over the child, over that household. Father God, right now, every generational curse is going to be broken right now in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. We're breaking it right now. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you right there. Got you right there, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Shanice, when I tell you this, when I tell you to, I'm gonna need you to cough because even some I already had them, so I'm already had them. So when I tell you, I just want you to cough. Bullshit! Uh, oh, it's agitated that it got found out. Mm. Oh, Jesus, it's agitated that it got it found out. But we're just gonna praise the Lord right now. We're just gonna praise the Lord for the victory right now. We're gonna just praise the Lord for the release right now. We're just gonna praise the Lord for the revelation that of course, right now. We're just gonna praise God for being God. Should go to the condition should go for Robaka. Thank you, Father, for, for the revelation of what's going on, even as we speak, Lord, for the revelation of what you desire to do, what you're already doing, Lord, even as we speak, Father, Hutter, and how right now, Father, you're breaking that bondage from the enemy of attack even in the womb. So right now, in the name of Jesus, Shanice, I, know, I need you to begin to cough. When I say cough, okay, right now, in the name of Jesus, Satan, take your hand off her womb. Mm-hmm. Take your hand off her womb in the name of Jesus. In the name, yeah, that's right, release it. Release it. Release it. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Put the bomb of Gilead. Ooh, there it is. 
to fill those areas, those voids, even in the womb, as Satan was attacking that child in the womb. We're breaking that bondage, and we're going to command you to release and get out of her right now. Get out of them. Get out of them. Now you can begin to cough, Shanice. Just begin to cough. Get that out of her. We cast it to the dry places. You have no hole. You have no hole. You have no legal right for she's been covered in the blood of Jesus, and God is ordained now. Get out of her right now. I cast you. I command you, Hondo, to release her. In the name of Jesus, as we cast you to the dry places, now let that word begin to penetrate in those voided areas. Let the balm of Gilead, there we go, begin to soothe and to heal. Mm, there we go, as the Holy Spirit fills her up with his presence. And we just give you glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 And I think I found my kitten, too. Who was it? Hiding in this little cup bear. There's one that likes to sleep a lot, and then the other ones. He'll come out and play for me. Okay, I'm going. I'm going back to sleep. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> went from a vase to a cup, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh huh. It's a little um, it's a little cat thing. They can climb on top of it, but I just realized I was standing here. There's a hole in there that they can go on the inside. Uh, one of the other kittens went in there, and that's when I saw the other one laying down there asleep. Oh, okay. So. I know from my, from my youngest cat, when I first got her, she liked to go hide in like a little gerbil house. Mm-hmm. And that's how tidy she was, because she can go run up into a gerbil house, turn around, and, and shoot back out. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is tiny. Yeah. But they like to find the little um, places like that to get um, comfortable in. Mm-hmm, because I know they're still scary, even though they um in everything. If I step toward them, they jump back. Mm-hmm. All right. Did I pray for you now, Renee? Yeah, go ahead. Huh? I said, did I pray for you yet? Uh, no, you didn't. I told you I wanted to go last. Okay, well, you're going now. <laughs> okay. Yes, 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 Father. Brush it, send it, send it, send it, send it, send it, send it, Yes, 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 send it, send it, send it, send it, send it, send Okay, you got the desire. Heard Steve Harvey this morning, and it really blessed me. He said, you know, a lot of times if you're not getting what you want or what you think, you need to get, especially from God, and we have a tendency to blame God. He said that uh, time, he said, time times effort equals reward. A lot of times we're not putting in the necessary time that is required. But we want the reward that we think we have or we need and have. And even spiritually, even spiritually, we, 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 we want something from God. And because we don't say, well, maybe God didn't want us to have it. Well, God is telling me you have the desire. Now it's time for the effort to get the reward that you need. So you got the desire to achieve and to do the things. So now 
it's time for the effort to be stepped up. It's time. And I'm not saying that you haven't been. But, but now make sure that you're maximizing the time. Make sure that you're maximizing your effort to get the reward that you're seeking. And the Lord will honor that. For he has called, he has chosen you. So now, now it's even time for you to quit taking toddler steps to taking bigger steps. You might not have to take leaps at this point in time, but now it's not even the little toddlers, but it's even bigger steps. And trust him in it. Your foundation is set. Your foundation is set. So it's time to trust God. Believe that he's, he's, that what he has given you is there, secure. It's just like the chair. You believe that when you sit in that chair, it's going to hold you. Before you even sit down, it's got to be the same way when God is when God is growing you up in the thing. And I'm not talking about being a baby, experiences. I'm, I'm talking about there are certain aspects of your walk. At this point in time, you're, you're mature enough to walk out there on it. You're mature enough to trust God in it. I'm not saying in all things. As you begin to mature, you begin to break, you begin to differentiate what what you know that you know. Just like right now, you could, you could come do your hair. Do somebody's hair, talking to somebody else, and, and looking at TV because you know that you know that you know that. But if I can't ask you to come work with me putting up a wall, you have to pay close attention to it because it's different. So that's what I'm saying. So that's what you need to do. The things that you already know are established and God has given you, being good, walking those, running those. But the things that are new, the things that he's growing you up in, Walk circumspectly and allow him to train you and to teach you. And you will you will achieve all that you should put your hand to because what you one thing that you totally are doing is you're not putting your hand to anything unless God is or directed you or ordained and you're even at the point now that you begin to say, Okay, Lord, I see and I hear. So now you let me know when and you let me know how. That's how you're walking now. So there are many the Lord has showed and has told you that he wants you to do. And so what you're doing is you're going before him and say, Lord, okay, well, you tell me when and you show me how, and then we can go forth. So walk, woman of God. Run, woman of God. Keep your pace in accordance as the Holy Spirit directs you, and you will be blessed and prosperous. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm having a good day. Yeah, you are. I'm going to call you later on today because I want to talk to you about something else, okay? Okay, not a problem. No problem. I get a better understanding of this. Of, of, of this. It's like it's trying to get me off course, and I can't, I can't give it that type of power. Okay. All right, who's next? Why do my towel? Oh. All right, you. Well, let me pray the spirit and see what God wants to do. Hmm. Not quite yet. Not trying to get off yet. There's something else he wants to do. I'm just not sure what. So what do you do when you know he wants to do something, but you're not sure what? You be patient. <laughs> Let him lead you. Seek his presence and just wait. So on that note, 
I'm gonna let a song play. Okay.
Okay, hope I share a conversation that can brush it there to go around Basilica. Thank you, Holy Spirit, and Rosanda. Thank you, Holy Spirit, and Rosanda. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank that's my health there. I think it's All right. Well, if nobody else got anything, I'm going to say au revoir. Okay. Bye. Yes, so I just, just got on. I know you're hanging up, but I just thought I'd say good morning anyway. Well, I'll pray for you since you just got on. Ha. What did you say, dear? Hold on one second. All right, Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. Rashi to go say, Deshita Ambraka, she did go, Romboshi Grandash to go say, Hm, Chendrando go say, Deshita Braka. Mm hmm. Duron, Father God, I thank you for this woman of God. Holy Spirit, she has many questions on her heart, many concerns that she is carrying. I want to lift up her sister, Kay. I want to lift up her other brothers and sisters. I want to lift up her mother. The weight, the burden. She feels overwhelmed, Father. She feels overwhelmed. How, Lord? And she even wonders why sometimes. She wonders why. Not so much, Lord, as to questioning you, who you are, or questioning your divineness, but why, Lord, just just to enlighten her, to give her some understanding. She's struggling, Lord. She truly is. And a lot of times she doesn't even want to admit how hard it is. But God, hold on to her. Wrap your arms around her and love on her, Father. We were talking about earlier, are you willing to pay the price to be right? The sacrifice is the struggle. And we got into the struggle between the flesh and the spirit. That contention. 
even within oneself as the Spirit is guiding us and leading us or trying to guide us and lead us, and our flesh nature is telling us to go the opposite way. So you got to struggle external because, Lord, we get to a point in our walk that we're seeking you and walking in the path you want us to walk, but everybody else contradicts or the majority will contradict or the majority will point out the faults and the failures and you're wrong because they're coming from the flesh, they're coming from the world. Are you willing to pay the price to be right? Are you willing to stand and do what God has called you to do when you're hurting and you're in pain and you even feel alone and abandoned? Are you willing to grab hold of God's word and to eat upon it, to chew upon it, to meditate upon it and allow God to be God and just to let loose Oh, Jesus. To let loose at the level that he's designed you to release. Because the one thing that you totally come to grips is, is nothing you can do about it anyway. It's so over your head and you really have no control. It's like you in a car skiing down the highway and all of a sudden you hit a patch of ice and it's going out of control and there's nothing you can do but scream and holler Jesus. But you can't control what's going on around, but you can work on what's going on within and that's what God wants you to do. See, what's going on within in that internal conflict and in that, in, I said internal, I didn't say eternal. That internal conflict of the spirit and the flesh is going back and forth. And when you're crying out, cry out to God. I got a little saying that I say sometimes that, you know, if I'm going to fall, at least I'm going to fall. Like you're leaning one way or another. You're leaning either toward God or you're leaning toward the the devil. At least if I fall, I'm going to fall in the hands of God. At least if I fall, I know that he's got me. At least if I fall or if I fail, I recognize the Lord. I was I, I, I was doing what you wanted me to do the way you wanted me to do it. So, Lord, if I'm going to get back up, you're going to put me back up and you're going to bruise me or whatever. If I'm going to lay here, I'm going to lay here. But, Lord, I, I, I'm a, I, whatever it is up to you because there's nothing I can do about it. That's where you're at right now. And you're kicking and you're screaming and you're crying. Uh, you, you don't even have no more silent prayers because your silent prayers scream out loud. Hmm. But one thing that you are beginning to experience is there is a deeper relationship between you and the Heavenly Master. There is a deeper connection because you're finding out that's the one thing that will give you comfort. That's the one thing that will give you light. The one thing that will give you strength. That's the one thing that will give you direction. That's the one thing that will give you whatever it is, and that's the Word of God. And you're experiencing that on a level you'd never have before. And that's what is giving you the strength, the peace, the anointing, and even the courage to press on in spite of. So 
So, woman of God, I commend you just to stand and to stand therefore and let God be God pulled not back, but trust and believe and let him finish what he started in your life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome, dear. I guess we were waiting for you to get onto the phone. <laughs> yeah. I guess I need a little toe stepping. You say you guess what? I need a little toe stepping. Wow, <laughs> ah, you know. Pop for the course. <laughs> so true, so true, so true, so true. So very true. Okay, that's my confession for the year. <laughs> uh, not for the day, but for the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. That's funny. All right, well, anybody else got anything? Okay, not I'm going to say au revoir. And I will holler at y'all later later in. Okay. All right. Bye.
Is anyone there?
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.